0: And welcome back to episode 81 of the Unpaid and Underrated Podcast. We are a podcast by crew for crew. I'm one of your hosts, Big Keith. I'm joined as always by my buddy here, Big Joey. Hulu. And our special guest this week is one of the Davids. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Well, boys, let's go dive right into it. What are we uh what are we drinking this week?
1: Anything good? I'm alternating between cough syrup and Keats. <laughs> Nice. It's one or the other right now. What
2: about you, Big Dave? Do you, you, you get anything over there? Just water for me. I'm pretty boring today. That's not a bad
0: idea. Uh, oh, I'm going no. with a little water myself. but uh, A little liquid death sparkling water. Joey's favorite. Uh, I saw it at the store today. I was like, ah, it is a pretty tasty one. And I, uh, after drinking as much as we did, I did last week, I did not want to drink tonight. So, yeah, a little sparkling water tonight. A little liquid death sparkling water.
1: I do have one of those in my cooler waiting for me. Nice: I have a, I have an RPE10 deadlift tomorrow as well as an entire work shift and my kids' first day at school.
3: <laughs>
1: that time. So I was like, yeah, we're not, we're not going to go too crazy on any Keats tonight. Normally, when we record, uh, I have a couple leading up to the podcast because I like spread them out throughout the day. It's like if I'm <laughs> off during the day, like I'll have one at like 2 p.m. And then I'll have one at like 4 p.m. and I'll spread them out. And today I was just like, nothing, nothing until I'm recording.
0: (laughs) So that's the trick to just be like so uh, naturally like free and easy when you're on the episode is just to already have uh, three beers deep by
1: eight o'clock. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And now I'm going to be all boring because I'm sober and sick. Uh, Yeah. Apologize to the listeners if I don't sound like me um I, I can i can turn on the will Arnett that voice we could do it in that voice for a little bit too there we go get sound like you're being interviewed by lego batman um oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just me and dave just going what <laughs> was that fan? was that family guy one too right when when peter was sick and him and joe did the deep voices back and forth oh i don't think i saw that one oh, okay yeah and it was just like like <laughs> going back and forth like they're detectives i knew you were coming I told you I was coming. I was... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what
2: what are you wearing? What are you, what shirt are you wearing? Anything cool? Me? Oh man, I'm pretty boring. I showered after the gym, and I'm uh, no massonomics gear for me tonight. I'm wearing a <laughs> old APF national shirt.
4: Hey, there you
2: go. It's still a while lifting related so i think it's kind yeah, of big, yeah.
0: you know that, that's that's right in our room so i'm i'm wearing my uh a barbell rescue shirt uh no one's mm-hmm. familiar with it it's a uh it's a barbell cleaning company it's like a it's a brush specifically for cleaning barbells uh they're actually my yeah, like tool to clean a bar oh that's awesome i've been part of part of the reason i'm wearing it is i am wearing its i do want to kind of uh be like guilt one of the hosts in uh, aberdeen that owns a gym to you know to buy a couple for the gym because he was talking the other day about how he went to the, you know, he's always, I, he made some off comment just about how like there's, you know, he's a gym full of chalky barbells. And I'm like, I don't know, man, I've been cleaning barbells with just wire brushes, regular, you know, did like four different kinds of brushes uh, as a home gym guy. And uh, this, this, beats the hell out of anything else i've had uh I, bought, i had had the one on amazon a couple of years ago like the one that only goes like 180 where it's just like uh you just kind of fits in your palm and you go around it. and that was okay but this is like double that and it's i mean yeah I this
1: know. one if, if so, anybody's unfamiliar this one clicks around uh and you end up kind of stroking the the barbell
2: with this thing but um so so keith you're do you have the new like the barbell for the the new one right uh so the new release was just more like
0: color inserts i think like like uh he he released like a, a color wick and i was giving him shit because like well, if you had orange i'd buy one for sure but uh I, I ended up buying one i i bought one off the actual like owner of the company like the manufacturer guy uh at home gym comp last year because he was i was because he actually recognized me and we were shooting shit for a while and i was just like you know i'm i'm I don't like change. I'm kind of, I'm setting my ways. And then he like, you know, showed it to me, told me his whole story. And I was like, you know, just, okay, let's give it a shot. And I was kind of pessimistic about it and got it
2: home a couple of weeks later. I was like, And this was a really good purchase. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cause yeah, I mine's uh, in the mail. So I'm waiting for it. And just with putting meats and stuff on it's the bars are always covered in chalk afterwards. So hopefully
1: I've been thinking of getting one, but again, after shipping and duties and exchange, I just bought the, I bought the airwave, um, Mitch Hooper mouth guard because, um, now that I'm deadlifting heavy again for the first time in a couple months, I've realized I'm clenching my jaw. Mm. So I was like, okay, I had a hockey one a long time ago, but I hated it because it was just like, it was gummy. I said, okay, let's, I'll try the airwave because a bunch of guys in the discord said they liked it. And, uh, it was $40, I think I want to say $40 or $30 American fifteen dollars in shipping then i paid another twenty dollars twenty eight dollars in duties Ooh. so this thing's pert near over a hundred dollar mouth guard that's yeah, crazy i might just honestly take somebody's advice and just start shipping shit to keith and then like yeah. once every two or three weeks i'm just like going to work out at keith's gym taking one of my days off and making the trip down because it's like two hours we can yeah, do that I, ain't too bad. Matt, I think sesney's closer though says yes yeah, Ses-
0: sesney's and uh it's not Niagara Falls. It's not Buffalo. It's like a suburb kind of of Buffalo he lives in. But yeah, he's got to be even closer. But yeah, that's, that's great, especially with you said you were in Buffalo. Are we in Buffalo or Niagara Falls?
1: Uh, oh, I ended up in Niagara and then in one of those suburbs you're talking about because Trader yeah. Joe's is in, there's no Trader Joe's in Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. So you had, to, I have to drive for half an hour to get there. And of course, it starts raining and my kids are refusing to use the potty. And I'm like, I think we should just turn around and go home. My wife's like, no, we're going to Trader Joe's. I was like, did you map that out? She's like, no. And I was like, that's another half an hour away. And of course, right next to it's a target. So when you when you first hop the border, there's a target 15 minutes from the border, 15 mini wheats. And um, it's just ravaged because that's where all the Canadians go. Mm. But I didn't know there was one right next to the Trader Joe's half an hour away. That was clearly better because that's not tourists aren't willing to go that far sometimes. Okay. So we should have done that. But yeah. And then you weren't even in your in your house or home. You were four hours the opposite direction.
3: Yeah.
0: But that's like it was funny because like I think by the time you respond, by the time someone had said something in the discord that night, like I was home, because like most of my days, like I will be two, two hours from home and then I'll still be home by five o'clock. You know, mm. typically not not the next two weeks, because I will be out of town pretty much, you know, Monday through Friday for two following weeks. But uh, like my my like day to day, I drove two hours, worked for four hours, drove two hours back. And pretty much that was my day. So I wasn't too bad.
1: Oh, I'm I'm wearing a deadlift till I'm dead shirt. It says, fuck this, I'm going to deadlift. Nice. There we go. It's and spot on for me.
0: That wasn't the vulgar one you were wearing in, in Grant's video though, right? That was I, I remember that one that you wore in Grant's video in Aberdeen was super vulgar
2: at the at the at the diner that you were self-conscious about because I don't know what
1: you're talking about.
4: <laughs>
2: okay. I was gonna ask you what which one was that? Because I've heard so much about this shirt and I didn't get to see it. Um it's actually Grant. I don't think Grant posted the video, did he? Okay.
1: Um. So, fine. I'll finally tell the story. So I was under the impression we were just going to grab something to eat and go to the gym. Yeah. Okay. And then everybody's like, "No, we're going to this place," and we end up pulling into this fancy schmancy like like tapas diner or whatever that does brunches. But I hadn't realized it until i I noticed a family of kids walk in and they probably right from church or something like that like they were all dappered right up and on the back of my shirt it says lift heavy and eat ass (laughs) that's not even that bad and attributes the quote attributes the quote to gandhi no it's not that bad but when you're suddenly surrounded by like it's not my city i don't know who these people are i'm just now offensive in their city so, at some point, I was like, this is the worst. And the dumb part is, I don't think at any point it occurred to me to flip it inside out. And I think when somebody mentioned it, I was like, no, that's, that's not going to work. I'll get deodorant all over it. But, like, that would have been easier than just trying to sit with my back to the wall for the entire time we're there. <laughs> no, this, fuck this, I'm going to deadlift. At least the F is a little, like, it looks blurry.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
1: But, yeah, no, that's, that's the shirt. That's the story. Grant pulls out his camera and goes, why are you hiding that shirt? Is there something you don't want people to see? And I just hear me yell from the end of the restaurant, like, no, shut up,
4: Grant, and just storm
2: off. <laughs> well, somebody was wearing the same shirt, I think, at the zoo the night before. No, that wasn't me. I had a different shirt. I wonder, it might have been, maybe it was John.
1: Oh, John has one like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he has okay. one like that. Mine, I like I like mine because it's attributed to Gandhi. Cause, ah. That's, you know, how many different people can I piss off in seven letters? Mm-hmm. or seven words.: <laughs> But no, so now you all know the story. <laughs>
0: did anyone uh, take advantage of the, 50% in of the 50 percent um, off and honor the 50,000 masnomics followers this week? No.
1: <laughs> Just me.
0: I did
2: not. I'm the one who made the, I'm the one who made the big I made the big all-go no show uh, order right before it happened. Was that cause you wanted to, 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 you know, to
0: support them monetarily or you just didn't catch that there was the the sale coming up
1: for the team, isn't it?
0: Yeah. It's, it's actually for the spotters and loaders for our, oh, okay, our okay, next okay. meet that's coming up here. So that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have risked waiting until the sale. Cause everything like, you know, unless you're a, you know, medium or a large guy, you are shit out of luck after about five minutes.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I think I had four different shirts in my cart. Uh, and by the time I went to go check out two of them that were sold out already, I was like, God damn it. And it was the ones I was like more leaning towards liking, but yeah, it is what it is. So it's good for them. They're going to be able to purge a lot of their old stock and optimistically get a lot of new shit in the next six months. You know, I, you can't imagine they just massive purge and then like, just, you know, do like one shirt every couple of months. I'm assuming there's going to be something big coming up. I hope, but we'll see.
1: I, I think I put the pocket tee in my cart twice. I was like, "That's it. I'm finally pulling the trigger on this." And then I just never did because honestly, I have so many shirts. I have so many shirts. It's getting out of hand, and now people are trying to give me free shirts, and I'm just like, I just, I genuinely don't need it.
2: <laughs> like, you only, you only got so much room.
1: Yeah, I'm cutting the sleeves off a couple of them to try and get like more use because sometimes when you get a shirt, it's not cut for guys like us. So I've got the big, like, bulky sleeves or the shoulders hang off. So I'm just like, I yeah, just cut them right off. Um, I did I did get in on um uh big Mike, uh, Big Mike Van Wick's pre order because I really wanted to support that dude a little bit and I have fifty massonomic shirts and none of his. And I was like, all right, if I'm gonna do something, I'll pull that in. So that one's also a little offensive, but I don't much care. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, speaking
0: of offensive shirts that I would wait had popped up in the Discord today, something I shared, uh Another just smaller Instagram page called Masscast, I think it is, and they 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 were really pushing uh, one of their recent posts where it had like ten different of their shirts, and they were all just like corny ripoffs of like other parody shirts, like it was a parody of a parody shirt almost. And they were all like just somewhat kind of corny, but I mean they're doing their own thing, I guess. But uh, it definitely <laughs> seemed a little hinky. So, there was some
1: there was some good
2: ch- chatter about that in the Discord. I saw that. Yeah, that was that was pretty, uh, pretty similar to a few shirts
1: Mm -hmm. and a beer logo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like we can't have ours. These guys are just printing them like money. I don't know, like something you print a lot of.
2: Yeah, I'm sure (laughs) they have to be getting a letter or something eventually. Yeah, I think I think they only have like 3000
0: followers versus 50,000 followers. So, you know, it's going to take a while for them to actually like get on someone's radar. But true, you know. Was it uh imitation is the greatest uh form of flattery or something like that? Yeah. No. So I guess that you know Masonomics doing something right, I guess. Yeah. So what about uh this past weekend? Uh depending on when this comes out, you know, it might be like a week and a half or two weeks uh, you know, behind. But we just we're just getting back from Labor Day. You know, I you know, it was it's gonna be a short week. So I most think most of us had Monday off. Mm. Uh and I I did have to Google this. It does look like there is a Canadian Labor Day, also. It's just you know got that extra "u" in the uh, spelling. Mm-hmm. So, and is it like is it the, is the premise the same? Uh,
1: just like honor, you know. Like
0: I'm assuming it's the same Labor Day. Yes, it's not like it's. Yes, yeah, it's got to be. I don't.
1: Know, I'm... Yes, it's it's to honor workers. We have three days technically in Canada that we recognize, which is the uh, the day of National Mourning, which is April 28th for um, workers who were killed or injured on the job. Mm. um I used to go to a lot of those my father was a very uh, big part of getting that established up here actually um it's not a holiday though uh May 1st is called May Day um some people should know that some people don't um but that is actually also a labor friendly day and then you have labor day um the city that I'm in in particular uh, was very very active as far as unions and workers' rights, and and because it's all steel mills, like I said last year or last week, right? Um, one of the cooler things we had here was something called the Knights of Labor. Yeah. They were a bit of a secret society um, that that were founded and localized here. So if you ever get a chance to Google them, I don't have a ton of history on them. I learned about them in school, but um, I wouldn't be able to tell you anything other than like like weird, shady, like chalk markings is how you found them. Stuff like that, like they were. They were boots to the ground labor activists. So labor union or labor days a bit of a big deal, at least in our household. At least it was. Yeah. I used to do the parade every year because my father was running it. So we would go down and do that every year. Then he retired
4: and he doesn't do that anymore.
0: What about you, Dave? What what would you and the family get into this weekend?
2: Oh, let's see, what did we do? Ah, uh, we went fishing. Um Ate with the family, the in-laws, it's um at the wife's parents and yeah, that's about it. Pretty pretty low-key, stuck around town. Nice,
0: yeah. I'm big on that. Uh we think we did do a we one of our really good friends had a baby shower Friday we went to. Um and just kind of I just I don't think I left the house for three days after that. It was the best thing ever. Um yes. just, uh, nothing 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 beats a staycation for me as long well. as I still get a little bit of socializing in every now and then, but I'll I'll take a staycation over. Being busy any day of the week because i got enough stuff to keep me busy just with life
1: we had um we had a bunch of our friends over on uh on labor day itself on the actual holiday did a barbecue the kids all got together and did kid things in, in the backyard and on the trampoline and stuff so then it was just like getting ready for orange school like it was as soon as labor day was done it was like head down gear down for his first day of school so
0: that's, like, legit? Like, like, that's, like, first grade, first day of school?
1: Or, like... Uh, junior kindergarten. Okay, so okay so. today was his orientation. I had it all messed up. Tomorrow was his actual first day, but I'll be at work. So I've got to somehow... I'm going to miss him leaving, but I want to be home when he comes home.
3: Or if I have to go get him, which is also likely. But
1: anyway. It is hot. It is. In my office right now. Like, it is... <sighs> like, yeah, it's, I'm,
0: just, I'm. I'm gonna turn my ceiling fan on. Why it's speaking a bit helps so a lot.
1: It's like face melt. <laughs> my ceiling fan is on, and my air conditioning's on.
2: Last last few days here, it's been crazy, like 90s, and now all of a sudden it's like dropped into the 70s, and it's like okay,
1: we had it's a bit that- of rain today, and I'm hoping that kind of cuts whatever's going on. But it all it did was bring out mosquitoes. It didn't really do anything. Yes, we have mosquitoes in Canada. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it's been 90 here the last like, three days. Uh, it's been miserable outside. I was on a, a ladder half of today, putting up some light fixtures outside, just getting this. I couldn't put enough suntan lotion on to save my life, honestly. Was, it, was, yep. it was brutal. So I'm trying to, uh, but I think it is supposed to have like a 20 degree drop tonight, hopefully.
3: So I'm optimistic tomorrow won't be as bad.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice night to open the windows. Now, Zoom username court. Or during court, <laughs> um, did you did you watch that? We don't have to talk about it. I just thought it was
0: hysterical. And it was worth, you know,
1: if yeah. <laughs> go ahead describe it because like I do have like a a weird story. So
0: there's like a, there's like a 30 second clip maybe going around. Uh, I posted it in our, I, I, I screen grabbed it and posted it in the discord, but it's, it's all over Instagram. So it's just like, uh, you know, the video itself is a, it, 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 you know, just picture like a zoom call and it is for court of some sorts. I don't know if there's like, because there's a judge, so I'm not really sure what the premise is of court. Uh, but one of the guys, uh. The, the judge asked, "What's what one particular person's name was?" And he, you know, he said it's like Nathan Johnson or whatever it was. And then he's like, "You sure it's not buttfucker three thousand, like your username says?" And then like it pans to the guy's face, and he just like was like shitting bricks. And he was like, "You moron!" And like, he kicked him out of the Zoom call and everything, or made him go to the waiting room. And then just it was just the funniest thing ever. And like it, half of what made it funny, was just the guys like just the way the clip was edited, how it just zooms into the guy's face as he's like realizing that whatever stupid username he put in is a joke probably a year ago and it was just the first time that he'd been on zoom ever since you know (laughs) because he was all like oh i I didn't do it i didn't do it like clearly you did it at some point so that was just hysterical
1: you've but you've done that to us oh yeah no i did i think you had aaron likes feet or something as your one yeah yeah yeah. because that was uh because
0: I log into Zoom on my my phone for the for the Masonomics podcast. And then half half that is just like changing your username to tip, you know, to 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 poke 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 at other guys in there. Mm. Uh Janet who's just still left on is like Big Mofo, loves feed or something to that extent. And then uh he always changes his to uh, yeah, something ne- ne- negative towards me. So yeah.
1: <laughs> when um my Apple representative first came into the store, um, we were just exchanging contacts. And I had forgotten that I had uh, set my contact to Big Joey because I was, I think, at the Arnold or something. And I was just like, that's how I was giving it to people. And it's funny because this is a work relationship and she's there. And then one of the uh, one of the area sales managers for one of our products is there. She goes, what does Big Joey mean? And this guy used to lift. So he knew right away. (laughs) And he was like, that's it. That's your name forever now. And she's like, oh, I'm leaving that too. (laughs) <laughs> and i'm just like it's a little embarrassing because this is work but like i'm pretty sure i can deadlift your total so I'm not that embarrassed <laughs> nice it's no buttfucker 3000 though
0: no but fucker 3000 is just like i i, I want to say like last week we said um uh, w- what what was the word that we said a hundred times last week i can't even remember at this point we were, we were making well they said gauge a million times. We said something on last week's episode. Jaeger. It's just yeah, yeah. We, we said Jaeger, Jaeger and Jaeger. So let's see if we can say buttfucker as many times
1: to make that <laughs> note worth. Yeah, probably just, not a great idea. Just get that R rating on, on podcasts yeah. on podcast.com yeah. or whatever website controls <laughs> manipulates podcasts. Where all um, podcasts can be fun. As a follow-up, interestingly, I was discussing it with my wife, Um, and she doesn't really hear the difference between Jaeger and Jaeger. Um, I do because you guys pointed it out, but now I've been trying to make a conscious decision to say it the way you guys think I should. And it um, feels
0: weird, doesn't it? <laughs> no, I,
1: it, one, I have an exercise you could do about crossing your arms, and the longer you have it crossed the wrong way, the more comfortable it gets. So it will it will get comfortable. But I just think it's silly. It's Jaeger with an A, not an E. You guys near your
3: Jaeger? <laughs> well...
0: We want to get to uh, one of our longstanding segments here where we rate last week's episode of the massonomics podcast.
3: Sure do. All right.
0: What, what, what'd you, what, what'd you think about it, Joey? Did you get a chance to listen this week? Uh, we're, I have not. We're, 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 yeah. We're, we're, we are recording early, so I'm not surprised by that because it's only Wednesday and Monday being the holiday.
1: I normally record driving to and from work or listen to the recording, driving to and from work. And I think being off Monday Tuesday, Wednesday takes out three of the lifting the days. And I think I was also off like Monday and Tuesday last week. So I'm maybe 25 minutes in. <laughs> mm-hmm. And some days I don't want to listen to a podcast when I'm driving. Sometimes I want death metal or something to keep my ass awake. Um, But what I have heard is all of the stuff I saw live. And because I was there, five JD Power Associates.
2: What about you, Dave? Did you have a chance to listen to it yet? Uh, I'm probably about three fourths all the way through. I uh, was listening to it at work, but I was out on my route, and about that time was when I realized I got a flat tire and I had a situation Ooh. to take care of. That's no good. So, but yeah, what I've heard, I was uh, was good. So, definitely uh, give it a five
1: there. Uh, with your flat tire, were you uh, able to um, uh, to fix that by? Um, getting strong, staying strong, and using your strength—any of those uh,
2: fit into there? Uh, it was a little bit more of uh, a little bit of all three put together.
1: That's the spirit. So, Keith, how do you rate?
2: Ah,
0: uh, yeah, I I did listen to it all. Uh, I think my favorite part was when they were honestly, like when they were talking about the gauging his strength, and uh, his answer being the overhead squat. And I was going to try to get in and like do an overhead squat before oh. we did recorded, but you know, I just didn't have, like, I, w- I want to see if I can even do like the bar and if I can do the bar, like, can I do 65 pounds? Like, like I have no clue, like, like just my body like can I even keep my hands above my head while squatting to depth. And like, do you clean and press it for like, does it matter how it gets like, you don't have to necessarily, I mean, it's got it's gotta be something you can overhead press, right? Like, like that, like, so you literally got to like unrack it. Press it and then just squat, or again—is that the gist of it? I've never done one or even really seen it, but I'm just trying to like
1: start with a broom handle. Yeah, like like just try and try and get them. To, oh, are you okay? Whatever you got there, then. Yeah. Um, like Def- definitely
2: definitely uh, a unfamiliar movement for me.
1: Yeah, I when I was first working out, I used to do duck jumps, and okay. that's that's essentially an overhead squat, but in the hole, you then just use your ankles and and like your calves and stuff to just jump. Um, so that you could increase ankle mobility and, and stuff like that. I clearly don't do that now because I have shit squat mobility. But um, just to, sorry there, Keith. Your rating? No, uh,
0: you know, overall was, there were some lulls. You know, there was some boring spots, but you know, for the most part, we're going to give it a five out of five this week for the
3: old the old JDs. Five out of five. We are
1: we are riding the line this week, guys.
3: All right. I want to tell you
1: about our friends at Massonomics, LLC. Your first question is going to be, are those guys incorporated? Well, let me tell you, if you got any need for black t-shirts, blue t-shirts, or other black t-shirts, you're going to want to head over to um, massonomics.com. Tonight, I'm going to tell you about the, what am I going to tell you about? The all go, no show tee. You might not be flashy, but you can always get the job done. Fabric laundered, 4.3 ounces, and 60-40 black combed ring spun cotton polyester makes this shirt, well, one not to miss. And if you tune in now while I'm saying this, you can go to massonomics.com and get that for fourteen That'll get you entered into the draw, but by the time you're hearing this next week, all that'll be over and they'll probably announce the winners. Um, but that's it. That's our friends at massonomics.com.
0: One might call them our serge- one might call them our sisters. One might.
1: Uh, should we get our, yeah, get our guest on the horn?
0: Yeah, he's, he's, he's been in the waiting room uh, once he uh, he was technically already in, but he had the username buttfucker3000, so we had to kick him out for a little bit. But now we can. Uh, now he's, he's paid his penance so we can get him back in.
1: Put him in the waiting room. Dave, is that you? Well, time. Oh, big Dave, hey! Eh? Look at me getting this wrong already. You're going to be like, who are you talking to, man? Who are you talking to? (laughs) Well, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Thank you for being on one of the Daves. One of the many. It it made sense. It made sense. Now, um, I think we first met not in a very, I won't say, like, in a very informal way. I think I ran up to you and jammed my phone in your face the moment you weren't announcing. So the moment you stepped back to have something to eat and drink, okay, I come flooding up to you at the lift hard, live easy. And I yell that you're working hard or hardly working. And you were like, who the f- is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> and then As soon as I was done recording, I was like, Oh, it's Joey I'm from there. And then you kind of clued in, but like, <laughs> I kind of, I've kind of felt bad about that ever since that. Like you were so busy all day. And I was just like the one moment he gets, I'm going to go take it from him. <laughs> um, but you handled that with grace. Poison Grace. Oh. <laughs> it's what I do. So um, I guess with that awkward silence, I'm gonna ask the first question. oh. So what brought you to Massonomics?
2: Oh honestly, I came across the uh the shirts, apparel, and stuff like that. Um seen it for a while here and there, and that's what you know sucked me in. And uh, I, I didn't get involved in a discord till quite a bit later, so probably. Oh, I think probably the first order was probably back in maybe twenty twenty one, twenty twenty, 2020, kind of around there, around that COVID area. I remember that because uh, yeah, yeah, that would have been the year when like the no, no, uh, no uh, expo at the Arnold and all that fun stuff. So, mm-hmm.
1: well, i Now I wonder when when did the Discord start? Oh, shit. It was If only we had a timeline for this type of thing.
3: Well, you should be able
0: to (laughs) because I know I was like I was I was at least four or five months late to it. I I think it would have been like the spring of 21. And I think I was like a fall of 21 kind of if I had to put money
1: because you should be able to go to like prof. Let's see.
0: Big Joey joined in August 2021.
1: So Okay. And I was I was like number sixty something. So it was okay. probably uh yeah, spring of 2021. Good call there. Yeah.
0: Now, did you know them from because uh, like were you did guys from the massnomics gym go and travel to any of your meets prior to you becoming like crew and doing all that because they they seemed like they had known you. I mean that's, they reached out to you specifically to do the their meet. So I'm assuming there had to be some kind of connection there prior to right.
2: Yeah, it was it was a few years later. Once we finally crossed path, actually, it was me and Tanner actually did the same meet. In Rapid City, a couple of years ago in the summer, and I, I come in, you know, to go to weigh-ins, and I'm wearing a the bench heavy shirt, oh, and nice. it's like, hey, and so that's when we kind, of, you know, made the connection and stuff. But uh, even prior to us meeting, I know I reached out to them about coming up to uh, Fargo for the North Dakota Open, which was going to be that following uh, fall so in a couple months and so we were able to you know touch base and you know face to face at that meet so did you know who tanner was when you first saw him no i didn't make the connection until so he told uh, he actually he, told us about that he, on the podcast yeah yeah he uh <laughs> he uh you know pointed out and i pointed at him and then we kind of you know just started talking and then yeah that's how it, we got, that's how we met so it like, well, wasn't remember. like that's i was really like cool. Cool. wasn't like i was like hey that's the guy i was like yeah I don't, I don't know who this big guy is but now <laughs> but we're talking so
1: yeah I remember him telling the story that he was at a meet and somebody was wearing one of their shirts and he was just like trying to like get you to clue in <laughs> like <and> I'm <laughs> I'm that guy
2: <laughs> yeah yeah cuz that's what it was it was like oh yeah okay we've been emailing each other That was you know it was it was finally to put the face to the name kind of yep. thing so
1: well it's what we all did last month or two months ago yeah, yeah.
0: And- Speaking of names and faces and all that, Dave, uh, where can we find you on Instagram and uh all that?
2: Uh uh yeah, on Instagram, it's uh the Dave31.
0: Now, do you have a hard do you do you do you actually manage your other two uh powerlifting uh Instagram profiles? Does your wife help out with one of those? Because I as someone who has permissions to three different profiles, I know how much of a pain mm-hmm. in the ass that can be sometimes to keep everything straight.
2: Well, no, I I, I run the uh, XPC one and then the Stensland powerlifting one, which uh, uh funny story about the, the Stensland powerlifting one that used to be, it was the USPA North Dakota page. And uh, before we, you know, we did the split and left left USPA. So, but yeah, they were trying to make a stink and like, oh, you can't take that page. I'm like, well, I created it. So I'm just going to change it to Stensland powerlifting. So. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. I remember de- talking to you about that when you created the other page, the XPC, North Korea yep. XPC one. I remember you talking to me about that a little bit. So, and mm-hmm. now it's now it's kind of stinks because you, you kind of want to like merge them together. But, like, yeah, you know, really, I know. Because you, you probably have 500 followers on one that don't follow the other and vice versa. So, like, it's just kind of like, you know, I, I can see how that'd be frustrating to keep them separate or not being able to conjoin them essentially.
3: Yeah, that it is. It's-
0: now, do, do, you, do you prefer Dave or David, though? I think we've gone back and forth a couple times.
2: Uh, I go by both, no matter. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, d- depends on the audience.
1: David. David. We're going to call you David just to make everything a little more annoying for all of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> David. Um, so, same thing we ask everybody. What is, and especially this week, is a good week to ask this, because everything's all sold out what is the one piece of massonomics merch that you wish you hadn't missed out on
2: buddy lights
1: that I, I know it's going to be a common answer. Cause same bro. Mm-hmm.
2: That was the, that was, that was initially the shirt that I saw over and over and over. And I'm like, okay, I want that shirt. And by the time I went to go reach, go, go get it. It was like, Oh man. yeah. So yeah. And then Ronnie had to ruin it for all of us. How dare he? Who does he think he is? <laughs>
0: I feel so bad for that guy. When you see him and like everything in the last 10 years, just like, so like, cause I'm assuming it's all from his hips. That's why he's mm-hmm. like, literally can't like, he's like wheelchair bound for the most part. And, you know, you see him yeah. on his crutches. I did. So mm-hmm. I think, well, did everyone see the video of him and Arnold training together a few mm-hmm. months ago? I think at, uh, yeah. at, the, at the beach out there, that was kind of cool, but it was still like, just seeing him have to like, you know, like hobble over the machines. I was like, God damn. He just destroyed his body over
2: the years. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely crazy seeing him like that, you know. Um, I think the first time I saw him was at the Olympia, and I was I, I saw him just, you know, by himself, and I was going to go up there and, like, you know, say hi to him, and then uh, about five feet in, someone jumps in front of me, and they're like, oh, that's going to be $40. And I was like, what?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, celebrities. hmm I was like, oh, okay. Then. $40 to meet a guy? He's right there i
3: know
1: yeah exactly
0: i think one of my buddies had a similar thing with uh it, w- it was juji juji had a booth where he was charging like x amount of money to be with him and my friend must have just walked by before they had that set up and he was able to get mm-hmm. a picture with him and talk to him for a couple minutes and then after that there was like a line of like 100 people willing to pay like 30, 30 bucks to talk to him for 10 seconds or something so he was uh he, he's really happy about that he's, he made it his profile picture on instagram
2: yeah, it's crazy when they, you you see that like the Olympia, the Arnold, and yeah, it's crazy. But people will pay to that ten seconds to shake a hand, maybe take a picture. I mean, I don't blame
0: like that guy's got to make how much money is he making off the other stuff? Like some like some people, if they're there doing that, it's like it's a. An- I don't know, the extra revenue could be the matter of him paying his mortgage or something. Maybe not necessarily Ronnie, but, like, there are people that are, like, you know, past their prime in any kind of sport, and all they have and all these, like, meet and greets and shit. Like, not necessarily just bought it, but, like, like I'm thinking more, like, professional wrestlers.
1: Yeah, it's that's what I was going to bring up. Yeah, professional wrestlers are like that, man. Like, they can't work anymore.
2: Oh, yeah, they're yeah. beat up. So Just I'm
1: being cool. paid yeah. for appearances isn't really cutting it. So that's, like, mm-hmm. what they do, right? Why wouldn't they? Yeah. We did, we we did have a wrestling question for you from one of the
0: crew. It was, uh,
1: I can't find it right now, but if you were a pro wrestler, what would your name and gimmick be?
2: Oh man. You know, it's crazy. You asked that is because Fargo has a uh, wrestling school. So I have actually kind of teetered on like, well, maybe going from powerlifting to, to power bombs.
1: (laughs) I've thought about it. I've actually been asked. I've actually been asked. To uh to show up and and but I'm old as shit. It's one of my biggest um uh, regrets is not getting into wrestling school when I was young mm-hmm. and had the chance. There was one right down the road from me, but I was just scared and didn't go. But like I could have.
2: Same here, same here. Now I'm like, oh man, I got lost all the flexibility and fast movement. I'm like now I'm just big and slow. Yeah, Sting is still doing it. <laughs> yeah, <Exactly. laughs>
1: yeah, he's still Sting. going through tables. He's taking big bumps. He's got to be sixty.
2: Like, yeah,
0: like I, that. I feel like I feel like most people feel like anyone in our masters early masters age. Everyone we watched wrestling, and we were like twelve to fifteen. Like, they, they're, they're they're they almost all are out of it by now, or just like right on the cusp of getting out.
2: Uh, like, I, 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 sometimes you can't get out. Yeah.
1: So what's what's the question there? What's the answer?
2: Uh, I, I you know, I was in a steal something off of like a sergeant slaughter, go that kind of route, like a drill sergeant military kind of thing yeah
3: I could see that mm-hmm.
2: well okay i got
3: a good one here from one of the hosts Ooh. if we lived in a and if we lived in
0: an alternate universe where you could only where you couldn't both lift hard and leave easy you, you can't you you can't live hard and live easy you can only do one one or the other huh which which yeah which would you choose and why i think i'd go
2: with the lifts hard i love i love lifting that's that's a that's a fair answer like i, I yeah and, and i mean and I'm, I'm not much of a drinker either really um i mean probably the last time i drank was actually at at the lift hard live so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's a pretty easy one for me i definitely choose the lift hard for sure
0: i i think i'd have to go with that if i was on the uh, if it was on the if, I, if one was on the chopping block you know but I, if you look at it that way too it's like lifting hard's obvious like it's some sort of physically lifting something the, the living easy that could be interpreted a million different ways I, th- I think you know everyone interprets it as just like the skull drinking some beer but like living easy could just be relaxing you know? but 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 still still like i i guess <laughs> out of those two yeah I, it'd be harder to give up some kind of lifting than i guess some mm. of my other vices. agreed now now speaking of the you you, you had mentioned the left heart live easy and you had a little drink in that weekend. I'm sure that wasn't your favorite part of the
2: weekend, but what do you think was? Um honestly, the whole thing together, I mean, just because it was such a different meet than we've ever done before. Um like it was just, like honestly, I really liked the the uh the uh, get together at Tanner's before the meet. Just because that was something so different than other other meets uh, that have done that. Yeah, agreed. I agreed. I think we all I think most people that have had been here, I mean if, I think everyone
0: enjoyed, you know, the zoo, but I mm-hmm. think a lot of us still enjoyed Tanners, you mm-hmm. know, or or if the the lucky handful of us that were in for pounders that night before. yeah. Uh, yeah the, just just all those like intimate kind of just conversations we were able to have. Especially more like I yeah, I would say the pounders and tanners because like they weren't everyone at the zoo was exhausted and drinking heavily and like, Hey, I don't know. It's, I I'm not against that, but it's still like, I definitely have more fun in a, you know, more intimate setting where there's not music blaring.
2: So. Yeah. On, you know, honestly, I didn't, I mean, with, with this, if the music wasn't so loud, that was, that was my, the only, my uh, takeaway would be, it's like, you know, maybe keep it down a little longer. Yeah. Just, uh just from a day of yelling on the microphone to trying to have a conversation, you know, a couple hours later, it's, you know, my voice was pretty shot by then, so.
1: Yeah, my voice was dead by the end of the zoo, <laughs> from what I remember.
2: <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, I uh, definitely, that I, I liked the, um, everything that we were able to put together for that meet. It was just such a different, unique meet than anything else, so. Now,
0: and, and how much of that was, like, 'cause I mean you're the meat director, but Tanner and Tommy were more or less like they did a lot of the like what was the how much what what all did they do versus what all did you do, I guess?
2: They did a lot of the uh on the ground stuff there because they were in Aberdeen getting, you know, like uh they lined up the venue, um, a lot of like the promo stuff that they did on their end. Like, you know, obviously the billboard and <laughs> the uh pamphlets and stuff like that, which was really cool. Um and a lot of it was just being on the same page with what we wanted to do with the meat itself. Um, so that really, it was a really good that we, you know, teamed up for that together, being on the same kind of page. We, what we wanted out of the meat, we wanted it to be a fun, memorable event. And, and I think that's where we really came together is the fact that it was an event versus oh, a powerlifting meat. And that's one thing that we've always done with like, even our local meets here that we do in Fargo is we try and make it, A weekend event you know even if we're doing a two-day thing we'll bring a seminar guy in and do stuff like that too so
0: So what you're saying is meet directors don't only just uh direct yeah yeah
4: yeah
0: yeah yeah. yeah, you saw that so (laughs) yeah yeah that's been that's been floating all over i don't know if you wanted to i mean i if you can use as a platform for that if you want but you don't have to by any means like we, we we try to keep it silly goose and i know that was kind of a touchy subject and up for all parties involved but feel free if you wanted to elaborate at all if not looking to move on
2: oh no i mean it was one of those things where for us um you know i mean you know i made a couple of reels and videos you know uh you know kind of poking some fun at some things that were done in the past but uh when we left uspa and we're going xpc we had a lot of people who were like well not a lot but there's a, a few people locally who were like what are you going to do with XPC? You're never going to succeed. Your meets are going to be nothing, blah, blah, blah. Well, wow. um, And it was one of those things where it was like, well, we can't say anything until we have our first XP, XPC meet. So, and that was kind of where we kind of came together with all that kind of stuff like that. But, um, and, and it was, it was a sponsor that helped us out locally with events. They came, set up a table, uh, provided prizes for some of the events and stuff like that. And that, that was the extent of what their involvement was. They, they didn't have anything to do with, you know, uh, organizing or putting a, a, a meet on. Um, they definitely weren't anything like with Tommy and Tanner, like their involvement with putting on a meet. It was just these guys showed up, put up a table, threw some prizes at the lifters at the end of the day, and that was it. So so it was one of those things where, you know, they say that they came out and they said that uh, all meet directors just show up and and, and run the meet that's all they do and it's like well anyone who's ever ran a meet knows how much work's involved so i'm sorry i got a little lost there coughing my brains out
1: the <laughs> the sponsor said that about you about meat directors uh
2: yeah it was a uh, yeah it was a local sponsor here in north oh. dakota yeah so it wasn't barefoot he, shoes oh no god no because <laughs> <laughs> you're up there
1: too right you're up there near them
2: yeah 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 they're up in, yep, in fargo so yeah yeah no this was a, a it was a local sponsor that um did the uspa meets with us um out of williston so
1: oh, all right okay I'm, I'm back online now i'm back <laughs> i'm back on track now
0: oh well, yeah so. we don't want to wanna dredge up too much other past drama so we can go ahead and let's uh let's let, let's look at 2024 so what is going to happen to the lift hard and live easy classic 24 is there i know everything's kind of in motion right now but mm-hmm. what do you picture the meat being
2: um yeah so far i mean what we've talked about i know we're looking around the same time frame as uh le- the this past one um i think the weekends we're looking at are the last two weekends of July, which I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. I kind of think that's what the consensus was. Um, did reach out to Gino, and Gino definitely wants to come and announce, so that'll be fun. Um, he said basically let it let him know what weekend it is, and we're going to make it work. So he'll be there. That'll be sick. So, so yeah, that's really cool that he, he's excited to be a part of this too. So I
1: I will probably compete in
2: that as well. Yeah, there we go. Yeah.
1: I I've got one coming up in December. Okay. Maybe I'll do another one in between, but I might even do a strongman if I can gain some weight, but I'm not missing out this year.
2: Yeah. I I, I know they, they mentioned that they might lift Tommy and Tanner too, so that might be something. Um yeah. but it's one of those things where I mean, with you know, helping put together a meet and helping organize it and then competing in it, you know, that, that's that's definitely uh gonna take a toll on you.
1: Just get your, get your memes ready of Obama putting the medal on Obama. <laughs> it just be Tanner putting it on Tanner. Get them ready guys. Yep. Get them ready for next year. Do
0: you think it'll end up being a two meet, a, a two platform meet then if we're going to like, cause I feel like there's, I feel like the demand is going to be like, they're going to have about 200 people that want to do the meet and we're going to have to cap it at like a hundred or something at this
2: point. Yeah. No, we are um, on my end. We're already planning to run two platforms. <laughs> it's, you heard it here first folks. Tanner and Tommy aren't committing,
1: but we're committing.
2: <laughs> but, and the thing with that is, I'm like, you know, we could, you know, three flights on each one. That's 90 lifters. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that should be playing. I mean, would meet the demand for sure. So
1: now would you have, you mentioned that you might do something cool. Obviously I think we're both wrestling fans.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, would you said you might do something cool like entrances? How would that look
2: on two stages? Um. Yeah. So I'm already looking at, what we I would do is I would have one entrance in the middle of both platforms where they would come out. <laughs> that's what I'm envisioning. So, yep. Then that way, either you're going to go right or left, on which one you are. So obviously, in the warm up room, would have you know the screens on which side you're going to be. Uh, your warm up area will be on the left or the right, and that's kind of where your staging areas would be. So, but utilize one big entrance to come out. Um, what I'm looking at is. Literally trying to re- recreate something like from the old WCW, like nitro entrance with the truss, maybe some big, some big letters off to the side, maybe a little XPC, LH, kind of thing. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out there now. I'm going to do Sandman's interest in intro from ECW. where okay. he, he came through the crowd and drank like six beers on his way to the There that here. we go. There we go. But I do have a question. Do you think Rule Seventeen would play my introductory music?
2: Oh, we're we're in hurts of a uh, a drummer these days. That's actually the the missing link for the last couple of years. It's always the missing link because you get a good it drummer is. and they're dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we we definitely had a little bit of a falling out with our drummer, and uh, he had some legal issues, and it was like, ah, okay, we're gonna go this way. So
1: tell me about Rule 17 or 7th Seal for whatever reason you got sued. Oh.
2: Uh, Well, no, we, we got threatened to be sued. Yeah, we original, um, when I moved to Fargo, uh, I, I played bass like in high school and stuff for bands. And there was someone that reached out to me about playing bass for their band in Fargo. And it was um, basically original me- original metal music. Um The covers that we did were like Iron Maiden, Megadeth, Black Label Society, Dio, um, Pantera, and stuff like that. So uh, we went with by the name Seventh Seal. And then we did that probably a good two, three years, maybe a little longer. We actually did do a CD. Um, And then shortly after that, we got contacted by a band that spelled out seventh seal. We did the number seventh and seal and it was some Christian rock metal band out of like Maryland or something. Yeah. Apparently they already had the, the name or whatever. So we ended up uh, going through a few different name changes and we finally settled on uh, rule 17, which uh, was a play from uh play off of uh zombie mm. Because uh, if you've seen the movie, he has like these certain rules that he has to follow to survive. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I don't remember the rule seventeen though. I only remember double tap and cardio.
2: It was. Uh, it's the the one rule he ends up breaking. Don't get attached. Don't be a hero.
1: Oh okay. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So. Well, that's fun. Yeah. So. All right. Now I'm gonna add something into over. Under, are you
2: like our?
0: I feel like you're like our seventh bassist to be to be on the podcast. <laughs> I feel like out of all the like, that's like they the, the, seems like the go to instrument for the crew to play has been bass. Unless I misremember, I feel like we've had multiple bassists. Um, but I want to as as I want to get back to the meats and potatoes a little bit of the, this two platform meat real quick. How many how many combos? Like I personally feel you'd almost have to have six combos in the back. Like
2: six combos. That's the plan.
0: Yeah. Just, four or five would just be,
2: be, be short somebody, you know, that was so. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. I definitely would. Uh, we would definitely have six. Um, we're actually running our, our first, uh, this is going to be our test run for a two platform meet here. Uh, the King of the North, which is uh, in April. And that's going to be a two platform meet too. We're doing it uh, 45 and 45 on each platform. And we'll be doing uh, six combo racks in the warm up room. Uh, and then, We'll do another Texas uh, on the platform.
4: So perfect.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that they, they kind of threw us for a loop running the uh, the Ghost combo at the meet because I think I had I had like you you had mentioned you were gonna I mean it was cool it was I loved it but as I guess someone like I'm. I'm actively like shopping for a combo rack. I wanna like I wanna re- either replace one of my squat stands with a combo rack or my bench press, like my my competition bench with a combo rack. But it's just like logistically, I have to do a lot of rearranging and downsizing a little bit more in my workshop to kind of mm-hmm. make it fit without making it just be a clusterfuck. But I'm always like on my mind, like any anytime I'm at a public gym that actually has, you know, the couple of public gyms I go to actually typically will have combos because I find good ones. So I'm always like like, okay, well, I, I like how the ER feels, but it's so lightweight and I got no way to bolt it down. And I know the Texas, you you it does have the flanges, you can bolt it down because I wouldn't want to like actually tap con it down. So I'm I've kind of been a a, a combo rack connoisseur as of late, just trying to like feeling them out. So
2: um yeah, I mean I like lo- the the ghosts are really nice. Um they're super heavy as well, but they're also pretty expensive. Yeah, they're like nine grand. Cool. Yeah, whereas uh, I uh Texas you can get brand new thirty four hundred maybe. Yeah,
0: that's what I saw. Yeah. So,
2: so. Them- and then the other also too is uh is it state of the arc? And I think I think I think they're up in your area. Yeah, he is near him. so the bench that I
0: have is him. He's okay. uh his quality is yeah, I've seen really good things about it and really bad things okay. about it. Um, okay. he ch- you know, but I have basically, <laughs> I d- I've done a couple deals with him and I had mixed results. So like, I don't know that I want to give him $3,000 for a combo rack at that point. I'd rather give, take a shot at Texas, maybe to Tech Texas drink system or ER. But I know a lot of people that have his stuff. I just, I've had, I've talked to a lot of people and it's very mixed reviews on his equipment and I mean, but, but I've, I've used this combo a lot. It, uh, USPA meets locally. It's just, I don't know if I'm going to splurge. I kind
2: of want to go with something super fancy. Um, yeah, I, we've, we've had no complaints with our Texas. I mean, it's held up. Um, and what was nice with that too, is we didn't, when we ordered it, we didn't have to do the one big chunk all at once because there's such a, the, the lead time on them. I think they were out like, oh maybe eight weeks at the time when we ordered so it was like half now and then half when it ships so that was nice not to be oh here's you know thirty four hundred bucks that's funny
0: like looking at joy right now i can kind of like i I imagine that's how i look like when like he's talking about music or something with the other with the the guest for like a couple minutes because i'm like all right i guess i'll uh, i this is everyone has their own like really niche things. They really enjoy uh, and anything like fitness equipment I could talk about for hours, but I don't want to bore everyone much longer, but oh, it,
1: it's really also just because the baby just started crying and I yeah. wanted to make sure it wasn't getting picked up on the microphone. No, you're Ooh. good. You're good. Uh,
0: so you're white, So, so Katie told me something that kind of took me by surprise. You just got into power. You just got into powerlifting like in 2017. I figured that'd be, that was, that, that caught me off guard that, yeah. That's like five years ago and you've been a meat director for a couple of years now. So that's, tell us that whole story of first powerlifting meat and then transitioning into a meat director.
2: I got into it really late in life compared to most people, um, which, I mean, I always lifted heavy training for sports and stuff through high school. And you know, I mean, I still lifted pr- fairly heavy in college as well, but, um, afterwards it was just kind of like, oh, I'm just going through the motions and, you know, in the gym and stuff like that. Nothing. Motivating me to you know lift X amount of weight or nothing, and I went to a local bodybuilding show, and with in conjunction with that, they had a uh, a team powerlifting meet that morning of, and I went to that with some friends from the gym, and I'm sitting there watching these guys lift, and I'm like, okay, this guy looks about my weight, my height. I'm like, I I, I could, I think I could hang with these guys, you know, with what I lift in the gym. And so I, I go up and uh, ask one of the refs, you know, what's the, when's the next meet? How do you sign up? I, you know, want, I want to kind of get in on this kind of thing. And it was an APF meet and like, it was just like pulling teeth to get any information. Like yeah, the refs couldn't even tell me like, where do I go to sign up? And I'm just like, oh, okay. What is, what's the deal? Well, I, I keep asking, asking, asking. Then I find out that their next meet is going to be at this local high school. Well, I knew the principal of the high school because he used to be in a band with me in, high, in my high school. <laughs> so well, I was able to make the connections. Was that, was that fatal? That was fatal. The legendary. Yeah. Yeah. So um but yeah he was the principal he put me in contact with uh with the meet director and I was able to like you know get signed up but it was one of those things where it's like if I wouldn't have just kept being persistent trying to you know I maybe never would have gotten to the sport
1: well I I that is a thing that I you know doesn't get talked about a lot and and most of the people listening already know my feelings on it but gatekeeping and powerlifting mm-hmm. I have zero patience for it I have zero patience. Yeah. But it, it does, it does seem systemic. When I was looking for my first meet, I was just like, okay, that's it. Like I want to do something. And then like, there's nobody out there. There's no mailing list. Okay. So you join a federation, they don't mail out. Here's what's coming up. Okay. So I ended up doing an unsanctioned meet, but I had no clue. I had no clue. It was unsanctioned or anything. I was like, it's a meet. It's close to me. I'm in. Yeah. And then the next one you know it kind of was harder to find but i ended up you know finding some of the gyms around us that do them then finding out the federation later and then like all you can do is watch their instagram and hope Mm -hmm. that when they post it you're fast enough to get in on it
2: see and and that was a big thing that once i got involved with putting on meets that was like okay well i don't want people to go through what i did because you're not going to grow the sport i'm like you just made it. Why are you making it hard to sign up? If I ever get involved on a level that's, you know, not just
1: a competitor, which might be in, you know, in my future, because sometimes I do that. I just get like hyper-focused on wanting to do things. Um, and that would be one of the first things I would eliminate is like, it shouldn't be a mad rush to sign up. The last meet I sold out or I signed up for sold out in 30 minutes. There's 60 lifters. yeah, And it's like either A, there's not enough going on around that they're that's the hunger. By the way, it's a hundred and sixty dollar sign up fee, Canadian. Okay, and I'm not even sure there's prizes, but people still paid that. Like people still paid that. That's the hunger that's around here, but also just like the desperation for people to get in on it. So that's it's a good thing you brought that up because it is something that we know we might not talk about enough. Is the is it is not the ability like to push people away from it, but the ability to just make it hard to get in.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and that's what we've really did like and I think we utilized Instagram and social media really well mm-hmm. just regionally where we're at. And so it's been a big part of, you know, with getting the word out there. Um people qu- send me messages and questions about meets or this or that or how to sign up or where the next ones are. I mean, I'm pretty available um on Instagram and stuff like that to answer that kind of stuff. So
1: Well, I I don't know how much more um, the meat talk you want to do. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm here all night. I just want to throw it out there. And if there's anybody else listening from any other federations, um, barefoot at XPC being allowed, everybody needs to mimic that. Everybody take that because every meet I've done, I have done a WRPF and unsanctioned shoes are required. And I love lifting in bare feet. I went and bought barefoot shoes, so it's not too big of an issue, but if I didn't have to wear shoes, I'd feel so much better. So I commend you on that.
2: Yeah. And I think honest, I think honestly, the only ones that allow that is XPC. And I want to say RPS. R-
0: hey, I'm pretty sure. RPS, I RPS is very loose on the rules like that. I feel so. I, yeah. I um, Cause I,
2: I, I think that's the other federation that Lindsay uh, gray competes in too. And I think that was her big, other big draw was she found out that she could do barefoot. So she said that about XPC too. Like she was like, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty excited
1: about that. And I think I would be excited about that. I think that that is, you know. And if if that's how you train, you know, why not? You know, if you can compete that way, do it. Well, I used to always train in bare feet. When I found out you couldn't wear, you couldn't have bare feet at, at a meet, I then started to have to buy shoes. And I hated it. I hated having to find them, having to wear them, having to like, it was just, it wasn't comfortable. I spent like $200 trying to just find the right shoes. Mm-hmm. Of course, I could have just bought barefoot from the beginning, but you know, but you don't know what you don't know, like you don't I didn't know there was such a thing as barefoot shoes. I was buying those crappy rascal ones or trainers from foot locker or whatever, right, so rascal, oh no,
0: yeah.
1: nope, swear word, we don't like
3: we don't like rascal around <laughs> here <laughs>
1: nah, not after their customer service, oh, so how does one go from interestingly, you said sergeant slaughter and not big boss man
2: oh, that that was enough that was another, that was another idea though
1: how does one go from corrections to fedex to lift meats
2: <laughs> oh let's see i think i did corrections basically right out of college um got into it with the plans to move over to patrol um i did it and i got into corrections and I got promoted so fast that it was ridiculous. I I was, I was, I was going to say like, and you were really good at it. it, You know, and it, it was one of those things where, I mean, I was really good at it. I got, you know, awards and, you know, I made captain before I was 30 or something. And it was just one of those things where the job just took so much time from my life. Like the fact of, um my phone was going off non-stop in the middle of the night on days off you know and it was just one of those things where it's like oh hey so-and-so is being competitive oh so-and-so is on suicide watch and it was just in my position I was just non-stop there yeah if I even if I wasn't there I was there mentally regardless and always connected I get it and so that was a big thing that you know it was really a big strain on like um our marriage and it was just Made one of those things decisions and um ended up moving back to Fargo and I was just like, ah took a job with FedEx, and oh my god, I mean it was so much less stress than just so much you know just marriage wise it was the the best thing I could have done.
3: Mm-hmm. so
2: um there's some th- some days I miss it um if I was to go back and get involved in it, it would be more online as a instructor mhm position like that versus going back and you know working the cells and working the cell blocks and stuff like that
1: so all right so fedex over the prison system got it got it
2: oh god yeah i i love the fact i just go out on my own do my thing and go home
1: <laughs> yeah i had a, somebody the other day i think trying to poach me from my job mm. how long have you been doing this and i was like 10 years in october and i could do the are you happy yeah right and i was like Probably not, but I I was like, with (laughs) the benefits I get in the IRSP, and then I just had to make it it very clear. The next Mm -hmm. job I take is not customer facing. The next job I take is me working alone.
2: There you go. That's where it's at, man.
1: And then they were like, oh, well, yeah, we have like customer. And I was like, yeah, nope, not interested because you're not going to, you can't pay me what I make here after benefits at all. Like I know we're the top paid in my industry. Yeah, I'm not going to take a pay cut to do the same job. I'm going to take mm-hmm. a pay cut to go do something less stressful.
4: Exactly.
2: <laughs> like, yeah. So I hear you on that one. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, going from that to getting into meat, running meets. Um, so I got into powerlifting, like you no know, 2017, whatever it was, and I did like the local meets here. I did uh, APF, and then out west they did USPA. And I went out to and did that, uh, those meets. And just from doing them, I, I me and my wife got to know the meet directors there. And they realized that, you know, how much, you know, we liked the sport, being involved in sport, just competing and whatnot. And they asked if I would, you know, want to help out and become a referee. Because they, they there was only so many referees in the area for like Montana, North Dakota, and South Dakota. So I went through that process. And before I could even ref my first meet, I want to say, uh, they ended up stepping down with just random drama with them and the USPA office or whatever. No. Big surprise there. <laughs> who, who who would have guessed? I mean, huh? <laughs> so dipshit Denison over there. So Speaking of, I I uh I randomly get a phone call from him, and he's like, "Well, uh, everyone said you're the guy that to talk to about running meets in North Dakota," and I'm like, I'm like <laughs> I haven't even reffed my first meet. I know. I'm like, and so then he's just like, "Well, would you want to be the state chair or whatever?" And I'm like, "Well, I don't have any equipment. I don't have any of this. I don't own a gym. I don't." And He's just like, well, no, that's fine. There's, there's meet directors that you could, you know, work with that'll come in, you know, and you guys can like organize it and help set it up. It's like, okay, whatever. And so we set up our first meet. I reached out to Al with uh, squat to depth and he came up from Missouri and he did a meet in Fargo. And so that's how we, you know, did our first meet um, under him. And then we did another one with some people from uh, uh, Montana that came in and did the same thing. And then we realized it was just like, you know, why don't we just just cut out the middleman? If we're going to do this, we'll do it ourselves. That way we got more control of how we want to run the meets and what, you know, the direction and vision that we want to do. And that was kind of all that 2019-ish area, kind of. And so we slowly just... You know, bought a combo rack, bought some kilos and, you know, the warm up stuff was stuff that we used at the gyms and stuff like that. So, and um, yeah, we went, started out, did our first meet at Metro Flex and we outgrew doing them in local gyms because we got so many lifters in such big crowds that we had to move to like event centers like hockey arenas and stuff. So that's a good problem to have. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those things. I mean, we must be doing something right, I guess. So,
0: yeah, it sounded like it, once you make that step, it's like, okay, well, now I got to buy four combo racks because, and, and, and you know, I need six power bar. You know, as you, you can't get away with just using the the the, the, the public gym squat racks, the warm up room at that point. But, uh, you know, it sounded like it kind of naturally progressed pretty quick. That just had to be. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was just intimidating. Just being like, okay, I've done like a meet, and I'm maybe gonna be a ref. <laughs> to now, I'm like the middleman hosting meets, kind of for a couple years, and now I'm just going all in. Like that's crazy. Um. So here's one for you. What do you enjoy more, competing or directing meets?
2: Um. Actually, I really like directing meets. It's just one of those things that's it's really satisfying watching the lifters and especially the first time lifters who come out, you know, come out and, you know, hit those PRs and give them an opportunity and a place to, to do that because there wasn't really that kind of a, a thing when I was competing, like they were just such small little, you know, you're in the back corner of some gym somewhere. Whereas now these are, you know, we've grown into like actual big events where, you know, you got people coming from, I mean, States all over the place, you know, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, Minnesota. I mean, to what we had last, what last month back in July, you know, what Scans came how far to to come to that meet? So he's, the, I think he's the only one to come farther than me. Okay, yeah. So it, it's it's really satisfying just to to have that love for the sport and see lifters come out like that. Was there anybody farther than Scans or me? I, I don't. Think so. I think
0: you and I had to be almost the same. Then I
1: drove for twenty one hours.
2: Yeah, I think if I, I think Lindsay or Dan would have been the next closest, but then they they ended up not coming. So or next furthest, anyways.
1: I know that's it's really cool. What you're saying, and and I can't mm-hmm. say that I would disagree. I think that giving other people the opportunities that maybe I wished I had. Yeah. When and, I and first got into it, and I'm not saying you know if anybody from my meets. You know, shout out to apex and burlington you guys have treated me amazing you guys are amazing mm. but you know there's always things that like you know that you know i would want to do to make it better mm. for somebody else and you know you got judge, judges and handlers mm, mm. judges and handlers screaming at these people it's their first meet and they're screaming over the cues right mm. like that might be one of the things i do where i'm just like no nah, handlers f off cues are more important. Yeah. like that might be one of those things that i do because yeah. Your judge is there to help you and everything, but if you can't hear mm-hmm. the cues because they're yelling the same cues, yep, but the ref yep, is the exactly. one giving you the
2: lights, things like that that mm-hmm. like Yeah, you know,
1: that might be a little different.
2: You know, and going back to it, it's like I want to put on meets that I would have liked to compete in. Yeah. Which is kind of a double edged sword because it's just like we're putting these on. I'm like, man, I wish I was out there. I can't <laughs> but but how douchey would that look though? <laughs> it's like, oh hey, I'm yeah. in my own. But, you know, I'm like, I'll never do that even. But it's, I've seen meet directors who will do that. And I'm just like, oh man, that's not a good look.
0: Yeah. The, uh, the couple, the couple, like uh, I'm, you know, for first name basis with a handful of meet directors out here and none of them will compete at their own meets. Uh, mm-hmm. They won't eat, like, like they'll specifically travel to go do other meets yeah. just because it's, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of just
2: yeah. goofy. Uh, yeah. And I mean, that's how, that's how I met Tanner was, I had to travel to Rapid City to go do a meet. so.
0: So out of all the meets you've hosted, uh what's the most impressive uh what's the most impressive lift you have seen? Or, you know, you can go male and female if you want. Like like what are some of the biggest doesn't have to be the biggest, but just mm-hmm. like however you want to ever you interpret most impressive uh lifts that you've seen at meets that you've
2: done. Um at, we have a uh a um a handicap lifter who who's actually been coming out to a lot of our meets and he's Done probably three or four of our meets and he um has a prosthetic arm and so he when he deadlifts he has to use like the harness and stuff. But even just watching him, you know, balance squatting and even benching is pretty Good impressive. Idea. So yeah. Was that one armed Herc? Uh no, this was uh Devin. He 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 competed with me at the Arnold the this past time. Okay, so, one one armed Herc is a crew
1: member and he does the same stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's really dope to see. I'm, I'm glad you... Mm-hmm. that was a good answer. Yeah. All right. I guess I want to take a shot at some of this stuff too. Yeah. Not just not just heavy metal here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, da, 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 da. We already did all this. Like we've we've powered through this. This has been very informational. Yeah, um, hey, I love roller coasters too. Oh. <laughs> and apparently, you've got a story on why you don't like the spinny versions. Oh God. Uh,
2: well, it's not necessarily. Spin- spinning it's the little like you know your local county carnival rides that basically sit in place and you just like spinning like that yeah um those do not do well for me at all like they just mess with my stomach but um roller coasters big stuff like that oh i can do it all day love it um yeah it's it's, we i think we talked about it last week or the week before did you know
1: canada has the highest free fall drop roller coaster in north america
2: I did not. Where's that? At?
1: It's called the Yukon striker at Canada's wonderland here in Vaughn. Okay. Um, okay. And the day, it, the, the week it opened was the week before my son was born. And I turned to my wife and I was like, I got to go. And she's like, I'm not coming to that in this heat, this pregnant. So I went all the way there by myself. Really? And I rode that thing a couple times. Um, okay. I ended up finding a buddy who's, oh. I think he was from North Carolina. Yeah. He was a young kid who I think, um, might've, might've had, um, some, some autism, mm. but he was just like, oh yeah, my mom takes me to all of these. And he had a book and this kid's traveling North America just to go on roller coasters. Really? And he was like, when I found out this one was here, I was coming. And I was like, when I found out this one was here, I was coming. <laughs> so me and him ended up riding a couple at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, just, you know, cause you don't want to be alone all the time on the roller coaster. And
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, we just, uh got our kids into it here. We started, uh, started them pretty young at like the local carnivals and going on rides and stuff. And then just kind of, you know, progressively went to like bigger and bigger rides. And, uh, we took them to Disney a couple years ago and they pretty much went on everything they could, you know, height wise for them. Mm -hmm. And then we went back slash year and, Literally the only ride that they didn't like was the uh Tower of Terror just because of the drop and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh yeah, you no, know, all the other rides, they loved it. Yeah, Orin Orin's already on board. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool to to, you know, kind of bring them into that thing because before then it was like that was me and my wife's thing was, you know, you know, going to amusement parks. Like that's what we did on our honeymoon. We went to Orlando. So
1: Well, my wife hates rides. So getting my son into them benefits me. And we, we did that too. We went to the local uh, peach festival. Cause it's the big peach harvest festival. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I forgot there was a midway and I ended up buying way too many tickets. Oh, the carnival games only to see, as soon as we get in there, uh, the drop zone. So the one that goes up and then just lets you drop completely shut down, surrounded by security, people crying ambulances. Oh, so I was like, so we're not going on that one. <laughs> no. So I, yeah. I took him on a couple of the spinny ones but I put him in this little dragon roller coaster. Oh yeah. And it's like, it's it's like, it has a height limit and maximum. Okay. Right. And he begged three rides on that. There you go. And here we are. It's hot. I had somewhere to be, <laughs> my wife just disappeared. I had to use the bathroom mm-hmm. and I'm getting frustrated, but I'm like, I'm not going to take it away from him until it started raining. And then it was like, okay, yeah, we got to go buddy. But he's, yeah, he's all in.
2: So is there any uh, particular reason, like any, why your wife doesn't like rides or is like just the spinning or just, yeah? she, she gets anything. motion
1: sickness. She doesn't, she has to like eat mints while we drive to like focus on something. Yeah. And if I drive the way I like driving nudge, nudge, wink, wink, um, she'll get pretty mad at me cause it's too whippy and uh, gotcha. I, I enjoy sport mode. Let's just say.
2: Yeah. Cause oh man, when we, I think it was when we were st- dating pretty early early on we went to like the local county fair and I wasn't really into rides or anything like that but I was like all right I'm gonna you know try and tough it out because you know she likes rides I, I, I can't you know wuss out here and I don't know what ride it was but I am probably just pure white in the face and just mm-hmm gripping on for dear life and it's nothing big it's just some little ride that's spinning around in circles and at one point i think katie looked over at me and she's just like are you okay and i'm just <laughs> like trying to just hold on for dear life and i'm just like looking down at my shoes because i'm just sick to my stomach though but yeah big rides i can do but yeah little spinny rides uh, uh not at all like i think when we went back to disneyland with the kids the teacup ride like my daughter was wanted to spin it and i'm like no spin it. i'm like holding it oh thing. yeah
1: yeah so. i when we went on that we took both of them right because um that doesn't really have an, a height restriction like if you can walk you can go on it and i looked at morgan and she's like don't and yeah, like that's... i'm a strong dude and i was like oh i'm gonna <laughs> And what I would do is spin it, but then I would stop it abruptly to spin it the other way. Oh, she could have killed me for doing that to her. (laughs) She's like, I'm going away now. Like you (laughs) (laughs) You orange loving it. eh? He's all squished against the back laughing.
2: She's just like, I hated that. Yeah. The spinning gets me too. I can't do it.
1: Well, if you ever come up, if you ever come up here to go to that roller coaster, let me know. I'll meet you there. Like, give me like two weeks advance notice. Uh, Look for videos of it because what it does um, is they take you and um, it doesn't fall straight down. Mm. It has a hump and then it falls actually a little under itself. And what they do is they stop you right at the hump so that you're staring down at the ground, seeing what's about to happen. (laughs) But then you actually go underground. So at the bottom of this, okay. just to make it a little farther, you actually go under the ground uh, into okay. a tunnel. It's terrifying, but like in the <laughs> best ways. Yeah. Sounds like a blast.
0: You were talking about oh, one of your first dates with Katie was at like the amusement park or whatever, right? Or at the carnival, or one of the early ones, potentially. So that'll segue into the, uh, you must have had a good time because you didn't uh, just leave her there, you know? As I've heard you did uh, one 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 lonely sad girl that uh, oh, the conversation oh, wasn't God. going well, and you left her. You just uh, I want to hear that story because I, I I don't think your big ass went out the window in the bathroom. So
2: how did? Uh, <laughs> oh man, I, and this is something that literally just bothered me for years afterwards. I like I felt so I still feel bad about it. Oh, I'm glad um, we could bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, and it, it was it was just one of those things where it was, it was a girl that you know the only time we've ever been around each other and hanging out was you know involved drinking. So everyone, you know, well then like we meet up and it's like there's no alcohol involved and it's like who is this person?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And it was just like okay, I don't. It was like okay, I don't want to be here. She probably doesn't want to be here. I was like okay. And we didn't even order nothing like that. And I I ended up just like getting up, going to the bathroom and leaving. I know I'm a horrible person. I'm sorry. (laughs) But it's, it's, yeah, it's, it was one of those things where it's just like, oh my God, I probably scarred that poor girl.
0: I think, I I think
2: we all have a handful of things in
0: our life that we just wish we handled a little bit more uh, ethically or just not as douchey. So you
2: know yeah that that would that would be that would be one of them yeah that one's uh i feel like
0: if you said you didn't have those you're when there's something wrong with you if you say you've done nothing wrong your whole life so
1: you're good it means you're lying yeah <laughs> it means you're lying or you've never been confronted with the consequences of hurting other people
2: so yeah i'm waiting for the karma of that one to catch up because it's probably not going to be good
1: yeah that's the thing about that kind of thing but otherwise you might have just beaten karma by doing good things since right now that wouldn't, that wouldn't be who your stalker is, right? <laughs> That's
2: where I was going next. Nice. Uh, you, you, one would think maybe, but no. Um, oh my God. This goes back to one uh, or 2009, 2010 ish. I mean, I'm working corrections at the time and there was an individual who got picked up um, and was being looked at by the FBI. And they got picked up and they were in our custody for not very long. The the backstory behind this person was she basically defrauded some dude, like said she was, he got her pregnant and he was like a local or pipeline guy, seasonal worker, came out and was in the area, messed around with her. And she's like, well, I'm pregnant. I need money to, you know, have an abortion. And so he keeps sending her money while well, she's not pregnant. She's just, you know, seeing dollar signs. Mm-hmm. And well, it's, I want to say he was maybe out of Indiana or Illinois or something like that, but he ended up hiring a, a, a private detective to look into it. Cause he's like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. I sent this girl like $30,000. This yeah. doesn't add up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it turned into like interstate wire fraud or something like that. So that's why the FBI got involved. And so, you know, she gets picked up for that, gets sent away to, you know, federal prison or whatever and whatnot. Well, in the meantime, I somehow must have made some type of an impression because I'm already gone from this area and not even there anymore. I'm, I'm working at a whole nother detention facility on the other side of the state and local local you know officers that work in the area are like oh dude she's like dropping your name left and right and i'm like well why does that going to help her get out you know if she gets arrested what's that going to do you know i'm not even there anymore and it goes on and it turns into and it's like this one uh detective that i'm friends with actually reaches out to me and it's like dude the, this this person made a whole backstory about you, and Jesus. that you guys have a relationship. And <laughs> I'm like, what? And so then it goes into, I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, oh yeah, she said that your real name isn't David; it's actually Shiloh Farmer, and mm. i the, think the
0: title of the podcast.
2: <laughs> so. So she ends up uh you know building this whole backstory of that I was kidnapped when I was like a little kid and the family that raised me wasn't my family they're the ones that actually kidnapped me and she knew me Jeez. before I was kidnapped and yeah that well we we were in love when we were children and all this kind of yeah I'm like okay and and then she said that I was married to her but the reason no one sees me around anymore is that I was in the hospital in a coma. Cool. Yeah. Wow. And I'm, and so these people, I'm still like the police officers, I'm like, well, I'm still friends with them. And they're like, yeah, we know you're not in a coma. You work, you know, you're working up in, you know, Newtown. So, and it was just like, oh my God, this chick is just crazy. So anyway, she's, you know, dropping my name left and right, saying that we're in a relationship and, uh um, and it was one of those things where I'm like, well, there's not much I I, I could legally do because Man. there wasn't, you know, there wasn't no, like, physical threat, no physical harm. She's just, you know, back crazy. And so that went on. And it was one of those things where I'm like, well, there's nothing I can do. I'm like, I, I ended up calling, like, South Dakota federal probations. And I'm like, hey, you know, this is what's going on with so-and-so. Am I, and they're like, no, oh, they're not on probation anymore. And I'm like, great. So, yeah. So. Um, probably fast forward a few years. I don't, I'm like, okay, must've died down, went away, whatever. And I get contacted by the, uh, the, the, um, one of the defense attorneys at the court where, where I worked at, um, where I used to work. And he's like, Hey, just, I got, he's like, you might want to sit down. I got some, some news for you. And I'm like, what? Oh, shit. And this chick drops that, oh, I'm the father of her children. <laughs> and, and she got in trouble again. Well, and someone's got her kids or whatever. And then it's like, oh well, why isn't this this David guy or Shiloh paying uh child support? So I literally had to take a paternity test. Oh really. Jesus. So yeah, it got to that far, but at least the, the, the defense attorney knew me. He knew that, that okay, that she's crazy or whatever they're like we're not going to make you come here all the way to do it um we can find somewhere in fargo so you can take the test boom boom get this done in overall and so i'm like please so (laughs) but imagine having to tell your wife that like oh hey uh you might want to sit down here because some random chick thinks that i'm the father of her kids that yeah so so that was a fun conversation yeah we go into all that yeah that's that
0: timeline like when did your wife come into your life versus like what stage of the stalker was was she with you the whole time or was it like
2: she 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 was with me yeah because we got married in 2009 and we've been together okay. since uh oh four so, so something
0: that you guys went through together more so than you having a backstory of yeah it, to, like, yeah explain yeah. It to her. That's fucking crazy though. That is, yeah. that is not where I expected that stalker conversation to go. Like, oh, that was, God, That was so yeah. elaborate and in depth.
2: <laughs> wow. It was, yeah. So it was one of those things where she feared that it's just like, okay, is she ever going to come to Fargo or anything kind of like that? And I was just like, well, I, I mean, you know, we, you, you can definitely, you know, conceal and carry North Dakota. So, you know, we can definitely <laughs> protect ourselves, but um, to, there, to even add another aspect of that though, is, It didn't even end there. Like, once it was like, all right, I'm done, stop using my name. You know, the whole, everybody knows I'm not involved, yada, yada. And one summer, we, it was during COVID because it was like when nothing was going on, but there was a county fair um, in Bismarck, which is, you know, a few hours down the interstate. And we're like, well, let's, you know, take the kids. And we take the kids, we go do that thing. And we, you know, go to hang out there for a couple hours, eat. And then we come home, come back to Fargo. And a few days later, uh, Katie calls me at work and she's like, Hey, there's some police officers that came to the house and they want you to call this detective in, in Bismarck. And I'm like, what? And so I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, what does this have to deal with? And I'm like, every possible scenario, I'm like, why is a detective in Bismarck want to talk to me? You know, at this time I'm I'm working for FedEx. And I remember a few years back, I'm like, I did sell a pistol to somebody. And so I'm like, oh great. Did somebody use this firearm in a you know uh, some kind of you know crime? Yeah. And I'm like, great. That's so I end up calling talking to the detective. he's like, oh hey, just wanted to touch base with you um in regards to so and so. And I was like, oh, God. So it was kind of a relief that it was in regards to this person versus (laughs) a firearm I sold. Yeah, Um, for sure. But uh, the backstory was, he's like, well, we have so-and-so in custody. And when we picked them up, they were under the influence. And her story is that you assaulted her and then injected her with uh, methamphetamines. And I'm like, what? And so it's like, it just gets crazier and crazier. And I was just like, well, he's like, well, where were you on this date and time? And I'm like, Oh, easy. I I was in Fargo. I'm on my route. I'm like, I'm logged in. You can see where I'm at GPS and all that kind of stuff. And so they're like, okay, yeah, we just need to verify it and all this kind of stuff. But I'm just like, just still using and dropping my name, like left and right. That's crazy. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's yeah. I mean, it's the point. So it's like, this person I dealt with them back in two thousand nine two thousand ten when they were in custody for a little bit before we turned them over to the feds and I'm like, this is like twenty seventeen twenty eighteen when this is it's like seriously like this is getting crazy so so yeah that's my uh my stalker
1: wow <laughs> that that's a lot um so we have this game we like to play. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, the joke is Tanner always like when there's a serious story, he's like, mm-hmm. he just goes, Wow, that's crazy, but I actually do have a game I want to play. Yeah. Um this actually is from the founders of the disc of this podcast. So they put these all together. You're gonna notice a theme. Okay. Which is why Keith is hands-off from this one. Um rank these. Meat names. Oh, meat these beans. are these are four potential powerlifting meat names. Okay, and I'll give you all four of them. Then we can repeat them if you need to. But sure. you know, tell me which one do you think is the best?
4: Okay.
1: All right. So we've got the Battle of the Bulge.
3: We've got the Shaftmaster Classic. We've got Beast Meat, and we've got Lift Easy Live Hard Classic. I'm gonna go with the last one
2: yeah yeah we thought we would i mean, I mean battle of the bulge <laughs> i mean yeah yeah you know it's got some potential but yeah i'll go with the
1: lifty lift, uh, lift hard i thought beast meat would be fun because it's right up there with um did you guys see daniel McKim's video oh last week when he's like when you live next to a power lifter yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. oh that dude i, guess I didn't know and, his
0: name but yeah
1: no, and he's like This shit's funny. And then the power lifter, of course, calls his garage gym the dungeon because they all fucking call themselves the dungeon. And then he I just thought beast meat was funny because everybody's got beast in their name somewhere now. Mm -hmm. All right. Um,
0: Well, Joey did a game. I want to do a game real quick. Uh, I'm going to to do mine real quick. Uh, Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. I was going to do a sponsor. Nope. Oh, yeah.
0: You're sorry. All right. So. Big Dave, it's a little combination of, uh, has, has he seen it? And then we'll just rank them real quick if you, assuming you have. So okay. three movies that are all, uh, part of some of your work history. So number one, the green mile, the Tom Hanks movie, green mile. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number two, another Tom, H- actually, I didn't, I didn't even see the theme, uh, castaway Tom Hanks, uh, FedEx, FedEx plays a big, big part of that one. So we got corrections, we got FedEx, and then it's there's not a lot of power the movies out there. So I had to go West Side versus the World. Yeah. So I'll rank those, rank those three movies.
3: I'm gonna go Green Mile, number one. Hell yeah, um, love that movie. I'm gonna probably go Castaway, number two, and
1: I'm gonna go three with uh, West Side. Tom Hanks wasn't even in West Side. What's the theme here? Um, I'm kidding, because the Castaway was a two-hour commercial for FedEx. Yeah, exactly. It was a great movie, but essentially, it was a two-hour commercial for FedEx. I mean,
2: I mean, Will. I mean, the greatest character was a, a soccer ball.
1: The most, yeah. Does anybody remember Tom Hanks's character's name? Nope. Nope. But you all remember Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Green Mile. Yeah. Like, I will actively judge a man who doesn't cry watching that movie. It's a good movie. I will. I will literally look at you and be like, "What's the matter with you? Who hurt you?" Because like that <laughs> movie is so emotional in all aspects.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well,
1: a big announcement was made last week of our second um, quote-unquote sponsor, Obsidian Ammonia. Uh, right now, just want to recognize that big Travis from Obsidian Ammonia is. Um, going through some medical stuff. Everything's going great. I think I announced it the day it happened on this podcast and just want to tell you, no, he's been doing some follow-ups. Everything's going well. He still has to do some, um, some more follow-ups, but so far things are on the upwards trend. Um, you can now use the code unpaid at checkout to save yourself 15%. Um, and that will also help you on this new dim Mac redux, which is coming out or restock next week. Uh, it's dim Mac is back and better than ever. We've managed to combine ultra and nose bleach to create what are quite possibly the gnarliest salts ever concocted. No fancy offshore coffee flasks masquerading as innovation, just a big fucking bottle packed with true Canadian regret. That's the description of the website for the dim Mac. I haven't opened my bottle. I do have one, got it immediately. Um, but if it's stronger than nose bleach, I'm a little nervous. Um, I do, li-
2: I do like the nose bleach. Oh nose, uh, bleach is a good one. That was my go-to. Now, yeah.
1: Did,
0: did he actually have a dig at some of the other competition with that? Talking about how like the coffee mug, because there's definitely like those, those metal ones mm-hmm. with the lid, like, like I, my buddy has one of those and uh, like, it's just, it's funny. I, I've never, I didn't know the, uh, the smelling saw game was so cutthroat.
1: Uh, no, that's, is that, ah uh, or is that zone? With the All coffee right. the coffee thing. Either way, I, 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 think only, it might be zone. I only use Obsidian. I have nothing negative to say about the other ones, but they're not Canadian. They're not Masonomic supporters and they don't sponsor us. So if you use that code unpaid, it does help out you. Helps out us. Um, but just remember, hold away from face and try not to die.
0: <laughs> now, do we need to spell unpaid for people just so they know it doesn't start with an O? Nope. Okay.
1: Uh, the code, uh, it only works at checkout. You can't do the website thing. Hypedus.com slash unpaid. It it actually isn't up yet. And we're not going to bother anybody to fix that because like I said, he's going through some stuff. So it was really cool of him to even get involved in this. Yeah.
2: Um, you know, we really appreciate it. Yeah, no. know. Tra- I mean, he's helped out a lot uh, with, he's sponsored a lot of our meets that we've done in the past. And I mean, he came through and big time for the, Massonomics too. So yes, and
1: uh, we're giving away some of those in this in this big drawing. But I've never seen, I've only seen, sorry, Travis uh, actually go and offer sponsorships. I've seen him comment on somebody like, "Oh, we're putting together a meet," and then you'll see him sitting in say, "Hey, do you need a sponsor?"
0: That's cool.
1: Never mm-hmm. seen that before, before him. No, it's no usually right? pull
0: of teeth. I think.
1: Yeah, there's a dude that wants to give back, right? And that's you know that's the I think the theme of this conversation has been that it's just it's you know good to give back. So anyway, that's our second sponsor read. I'm just gonna today. I'm just reading off of websites. It works, man. <laughs> there you I can't go. wait. I can't wait to try that dim mac. Honestly, I've got to get through the fireball one, mm. and then I think I'll I think I have another nose bleach to get through. But like I don't use it like I used to. Maybe I'll save this dim mac for that. No, then it's too late. I'll just order another one.
0: Anyway, so what does I'm? I guess I'm gonna play my ignorance. of What I've never heard the phrase or the words "dim Mac." I don't I don't know what that means at all. Is it a play on something? Is it helps. A,
1: it helps increase your Kumite.
0: Isn't that the thing that they
1: fought at and blood From bloods. It's from Bloodsport. Blood sport. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go watch Bloodsport. And okay. You'll figure it all out. It's all. It's, it's all a, in there. Another oh
0: no, I do kind. Of, yeah, because it was like this. Yeah, I think I vaguely remember that.
1: Yeah, I got you. I got you. So anyway. I think we have this new game we like to play. Oh boy! Yeah, we even uh, you know, the other guys they like to use it sometimes. We have our own version, which is called unpaid or overrated. Or is it? Oh no, it's unpaid or underrated. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. working. I'm trying. I, I, I now you're to, typing as I'm doing it. I'm my brain's like, stop to, it. Yeah. Uh, so instead of underrated or overrated, unpaid means overrated. Underrated obviously means underrated. All right. I'll try to remember that. So we've got uh, just flag us or like signal or something if you need to be reminded, (laughs) but uh, we do have, as this conversation went, it went from six to about 10 or 11 um, big Dave specific questions Mm. on. uh, We just need you to decide if they are unpaid or underrated. You of course cannot ride the line. You do have to come out with an answer. Uh, Keith, do you want to go first this week?
0: Yeah. So, Big Dave, unpaid or overrated? Signing up for a f- signing up for full power as well as bench
3: only and dead only like deadlift only. Underrated. Okay. Why? Just why is the Druthers telling you that? Well, you can do all. Why not do all of them? Why just do one?
2: Get that
3: extra My, medal. Get that get that third medal. No, I, I get that. I get that. Well, as, as a meat
0: director, it'd be it'd be self uh, incriminating. I mean, because you obviously get the, like, a couple extra bucks, you know, for the the extra divisions and all that. But I don't know, me personally. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm literally too OCD for my open powerlifting to have like three meets, but yeah. only be one meet. Yep, you know yep. what I mean? Like, because yep. like, if you're not familiar, you're, you know, you have every right and it's your prerogative to sign up for full powers, bench only, deadlift only, you know, do whatever you want, get as many state records, national records as you want. But the way they do it in open powerlifting is for every secondary division you sign up for, you get a whole other tab on open powerlifting. So if you're sitting there and you're like me and you're OCD and you like to have a nice, organized little powerlifting thing. It's like now you had just have it. And it's the complete dumbest reason ever. But I don't know. I like it. To me, it makes sense. But that's the only reason I kind of. uh But I know a lot of people that, you know, do it regularly just because they. And it it it's probably saved a handful of people when they bomb out on squat and they still get to stay on the meat. So
1: I, they... I signed up for I did push pull at my last one. Right. I didn't sign up for full power, but I signed up for push pull because I can't I couldn't squat. Well, no, no, so I wasn't going to miss the meat.
0: No, yeah, no, I, this is, this is, I guess my, my question was more signing up for multiple divisions. So like you're, you're paying extra. Oh. So you're basically, you're, you're paying your hundred dollar meat fee and you're paying an extra $40 to go bench only and an extra $40 to go deadlift only. So then that way, if you do miss squats, you could still get bench only. And that's also because, because that I think your, your, your deadlift record is technically under a deadlift only maybe versus a full power. So not that it's really all semantics. It's just, you know, Mm-hmm. Tis what it is. So, you, you, Big Dave said that was underrated. So, my second question for you, Mister Dave, well, let's go
3: with Gaston, the the Disney character. <laughs> Definitely uh underrated.
1: He, he uh is it because no one eats like Gaston.
3: <laughs> that, that
1: too
2: no <laughs> one flexes like Gaston exactly look at the, the, that's two qualities right there <laughs> no one fights like Gaston that's three <laughs> he should have been the real hero
3: yeah uh,
1: uh, yeah I,
2: I can mean see come that. come on Stockholm Syndrome there
1: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that was definitely not a not a friendly relationship between those ones so I can see what you're saying in that one <laughs>
2: locking the, locking the father up and then the daughter. I'm like, oh, this guy. Yeah. This, 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 you will love me or right? I will kill you. He's zero for, he's zero for two right there. Boom, movie's Just over.
4: The, <laughs> so I'm assuming, I'm
0: assuming you were a big fan of like the animated one from the early nineties. Did you watch the one that came out like five or six years ago with Emma Watson?
2: I did, I did. I was a little disappointed with the, uh who they picked for cast. And I was like, oh man, I'm like, they should have had someone like, I don't know, Michael Hearn or someone that was just jacked would have been perfect.
1: Somebody pointed out to me that Disney has yet to make a good live action remake. Cause they're doing Moana right now. And well, so Mo- Moana is easily one of the best Disney movies of recent memory. I love that movie. We've watched it multiple times in the house. It has so much about grief and abuse and just, there's so much to that movie that like, is a kid's movie, but also as an adult, you're watching it and you're just like shattered a little bit. Uh, but so they want to do the live action and obviously the rock is going to play his own character. So the rock has the Midas touch, right? Everything he touches goes platinum, but so, they haven't done a good movie yet. So yeah. this might be the time where the rock has like, even the black Adam movie, it didn't do great. And I don't think it was gonna No. So no. can the rock save Moana? I don't know, but who's going to play Hey Hey? I hope it's the guy that does his voice, whose name is escaping me right now. Who's the guy? Oh, my God. He's in everything. And I could picture him. He was in Firefly. He was in The Knight's Tale. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Nathan Philly. No. Oh, Paul Bettany? No. You're getting close, though. Damn it. Uh, I'm going to Google this. We're turning into the main podcast. There's only
0: so many people in <laughs>
1: <laughs> Firefly. We're turning into the main podcast right now as we just Google things on like the podcast. Hey Ty. hey Ty. hey hey Moana.
2: Yeah, it is. That's it. That's, that's interesting though. If they're doing that already. That's pretty. I mean, because when did that come out? What three, four years ago? No more than five. I can't imagine. Like, no. Yeah. And Alan, I, I haven't seen. Is Alan Tudyk?
1: Okay. Um. So you would know him when you see him. Yeah. But go check out his IMDb. It will shock you how many voices this man does. It's like, it was like when you found out that Mark Hamill did every voice ever that you love.
2: Dude, who's the other guy who did the same thing too? But he did it for like Warner Brothers. He did like every character. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah, but he was like the guy, like the like what voice of a thousand characters or something like that. Yeah, he was ridiculous.
1: All right, so that one was underrated. Yes. We kind of got lost there.
0: Okay. Big Dave talking during the movies as we're, since we're talking about movies already. So
3: talking at the movie theater. Oh my God. Hate it.
2: Passion. So that's unpaid. That would definitely be unpaid with like. Yeah. Parentheses, exclamation marks. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. That's probably my biggest pet peeve of all. Yeah. Um, God. I don't know what movie it was, but we went to it and we're sitting there and some dude answers his phone. No, unacceptable. That's horrible. And it wasn't like, oh, hey, I got it. I'm in a movie. Boom. Done. He, he's, he's having a conversation. And I, I literally look back at him and I'm just like, really? And he's like, just cuts down, hangs up. Maybe three minutes later, his phone goes off again. And he answers it. And literally by that time, everyone turns around and is like, are you kidding me? And sure enough, he finally left. But yeah, I was just like, who does that? Yeah. yeah that's that's super douchey for sure. Very. coming up there and I'll take <laughs> that phone.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right.
0: So this will be my last one. Let me pick a good one here. So Big Dave, I want to know unpaid or underrated UPS.
3: Oh, overrated. obviously I mean come
1: on what about HDS your dreams are made with HDS that's the intro to Ace Ventura because I promised I would do a Jim Carrey reference every episode.
0: Uh, (laughs) I feel like we we haven't, we haven't had much Jim Carrey. I think we, I think you did it last week, but it's been Like we haven't been super consistent with it. So, but you, you don't have, like, do you have like guys you see on your routes that like, you recognize the UPS guys, you don't have like a banter with Uh, them or anything.
1: They're hard to miss with their brown booty shorts.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, the local, uh, the ones that are in my area. I mean, I do a super, super rural area. Like it's like as rural as it gets um i mean aberdeen would be a city compared to the areas i go mm. Yeah. um yeah speaking of that i ran into somebody else from the crew on yeah uh, i was
0: just i was just i, I yeah that. i was it was uh wasn't it nate mo, nate mo or I'm mo oh yeah oh yeah 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 yeah. I don't know what yeah. I yeah big big mo i believe yeah i remember seeing that and i was like oh that's such a small world
2: yeah i know it was the craziest thing is like i uh in the area i mean it's like a town of 60 people and there's like a little <laughs> a lake off there and I'm driving down the road and I'm like just corner of my eye I'm like wow that looks really familiar and he's wearing like the the Thanos gauntlet shirt and I drive past it and I look in my mirror and then I see the lift shorts I'm like mm-hmm. whoa you don't see that every day where I'm at so I I back up and I was just like is that <laughs> you wearing a pair of lift shorts and he's like maybe <laughs> So, (laughs) is that a good thing? (laughs) Yeah, it was just super random. She's just like, you know, who's going to ask him about mastodonics in Vining, Minnesota? So, yeah, (laughs) that's dope. That's oh, was that a big mo that brought
1: the jerky? Yeah, yep, yeah, a lifesaver, lifesaver. My blood Mm -hmm. sugars just fall in, and he's like, "Here, eat a Mm -hmm. bunch of jerky." Yeah, amazing. Yeah, shout out to Big
2: Mo. So when he say see, when he say about seeing seeing mastodonics in the wild, that is as wild and. Rural as it gets.
1: Yeah, you stop and you talk. <laughs> all right. So it looks like the controversial ones are up to me. Oh.
3: <laughs>
1: what <do you> <laughs> And I added them all while we were talking, too. I think I know which one I'm going to go for last.
0: Yeah, I hope so. If, if you don't, I'm adding it. <laughs> we're going to do, a, gonna do nine because <laughs> I got it here.
1: All right. Unpaid or underrated? Sword awards. I'm going to go
2: unpaid
1: yeah you got a lot of yeah. in the in the xpc
2: um not so much with us but i know it's like one of those things it seems like bodybuilding everybody does it it's like we we try to do stuff that's a little different like um like the belts were a, a real cool thing uh we've got some other that was really cool um and those are nice because you can customize the meat logos and all that kind of stuff yep. too. But um, we did do a sword at our last King of the North, but it, it kind of was fitting with King of the North itself. But we did get it engraved and all that kind of stuff with the meat info. But um, yeah, we did it. We did a crown the la- the year before. So but yeah, I'm kind of kind of done with the swords, I think.
1: I think a lot of us are, and that's why it's a running gag at Massonomics. Yeah,
2: it is. Right. It just
1: goes back to me kind of mocking the beast meat and the dungeon. Mm -hmm. And it's like like you you can be the stereotype, but like maybe let's try and expand and Mm -hmm. show people we have more depth. All right. Unpaid or underrated jorts as a uniform. Ooh.
2: Okay, wait a second here. (laughs) He's he's putting threads together. I I like my jorts. I'm trying to put this. Yeah, it's what I'm trying to do. And you here,
1: and so. you put everybody at the meet in jorts. Yeah. Well, no. some of them um, cut their jorts mm-hmm. Even Jordier, which was <laughs> hilarious. It was hot in that arena. I would have too. Definitely unpaid.
2: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely had to figure out which was which there with that. Uh, with the. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, unpaid, unpaid. Unpaid means overrated. Underrated. Oh, okay. Yeah, underrated means okay.
2: underrated. All right, you're really throwing me. Oh, underrated. Yeah,
1: we have to. We're gonna, we're gonna have to like instill that <laughs> to everyone.
0: I did yeah. just edit it in the show notes that I'm gonna copy and paste every week, so we're like at least I'll have it right
2: when we set it up. De- yeah, it's definitely underrated. A million. The best loading team I've ever seen was all in jorts. So mm-hmm. they were. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're actually we got a crew of them coming up in a couple of weeks to Fargo for our next meet. So okay. So I was glad to make th- I was glad to make that connection. I, I love that he, like, he, he, I wasn't sure if he said a
0: few of them or a crew of them, and either way it works. Like <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he did say crew, but he might have, been, I don't know. Because I know at least, at least one of those guys is in the crew. uh said Diet, Diet Tanner is. I'm not sure if I think there might be another one, too. I
2: think there's two for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think both Tommy's. I think they're both Tommy, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. The last two are the potentially controversial ones. Oh. Unpaid or underrated? Paul Rudd slap a de bass skit. Do you know it from the movie where he slapped a de bass? And how many times have you heard that in your bassist
2: career? Oh, yeah. um <laughs> I'm going to go overrated just because, or yeah, un- unpaid. Unpaid. I unpaid got you. Sorry. I got you. Very <laughs> good. But yeah, definitely heard that a million times. It's like everybody's like slapping. I'm just like, ah, not much of a slapper, but I mean, these fingers can walk. Hell yeah. You said you do black label
1: covers and stuff too in the one Mm -hmm. band. I've got a giant black label tattoo on my leg. Oh. Yeah, I'm a big, big Zach Wilde fan. Somebody pointed out the other day he's not looking too good lately, so. Yeah. I hope he's in good health. All right. Last one for all the marbles. Okay. Unpaid or underrated? The breath belt.
2: (laughs) Overrated.
3: (laughs) Unpaid and
1: overrated.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> now, who
0: makes the breath belt again? I can't I I for some reason I can't remember. Oh,
2: that would be that would Derek Thistledweight. No, <laughs> that that would be my good buddy. Yeah, we uh um Mr. Sullivan and I are uh <laughs> not in very good terms these days. That happens.
0: <laughs> I feel like I feel like half the stances he takes is just to keep building up publicity for himself and just to be just stay relevant, like I don't even know if like half the time he takes a stance, if he even believes in it or if he's just trying to stir the pot. So he's still relevant.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. You know, and you know, with our past dealings that we've had with him, cause he's came up here before and he he did do a seminar a few years ago um, in Fargo, but then later on down the road, we ended up just, you know, bumping heads and having some issues. Um, and I mean, I, I kept everything as, professional as i could you know last time we saw each other i shook his hand as they left the meeting, and whatever um but yeah it's definitely uh kicked up a gear because oh last spring our, at our last king of the north competition um big john oldham came up and was the you know guest lifter and you know came to hang out and he told us that Joe and Briani literally told him they're like, Hey, we would prefer it if you didn't come to North Dakota. And it's just like, Oh my God, who says that? Yeah. That's, I mean, can you get his junior high dramas than that? Like seriously. So, hmm. yeah. So that definitely, uh, kind of put where where my thoughts are with that. So.
1: Well, see, I didn't know any of that. And I only know who they are because of who they've been on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely, um, would say that if there's ever something controversial happening, his name mm-hmm. shows up. I don't know much about him, but mm-hmm. even at the Arnold, I heard somebody say like, I hope he shows up cause I got stuff for him. And I like, I was just walking by and heard that. And <laughs> I was just like, why is this guy so hated? Like he's just so, but you know, anyway, I thought I'd throw that one in there just to see, no. just to see the look on your face and see, <laughs> and see how professional you would dance around it. Um, uh, I don't, I don't think he's listening or anybody who even knows him is listening, but at the same time, like, I don't have anything negative to say. I'm never going to sit here and judge somebody's intentions. Mm-hmm. I can only judge their actions. Yeah. Um.
2: I don't know. Who was it? I was talking to somebody in the discord and it came up and we were talking about it and I was like, Oh, well, I can always release the, uh, the Joe Sullivan file of, and it was like, I was like, I got like 24 pages of statements from when- yeah, yeah, it was and it was they had to deal with it the last time he was up here, and that's the big issue with him. Is that where he's from? No, they're in Vegas, aren't they? uh no he yeah, he's from they're from Vegas, but I think he's originally from Ohio somewhere. so um, why
1: would he tell John
2: not to go up there like oh he oh, just because he had the relationship that he had with me he he doesn't like me, mm-hmm. yeah, him or Briani. so it's like man. Yeah. I don't, I and don't like, I don't like anybody, but I'm not going to tell them what to do or tell anybody around them what to do. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. And, and and that's the thing is, I mean, I know tons of my friends that are, you know, coached by him and I'm not like, don't be coached by him. like, blah, yeah. blah blah yeah, I'm like,
1: yeah. It's not a human thing to say.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> One would think. Yeah.
4: So, <laughs> all
1: right. Well, that's fun. I've been, I stay out of this stuff and that's kind of the running joke in the, in the podcast is like, I only kind of heard about it. So I threw in the breath, mm. the breath belt thing. Cause I didn't, oh. I was interested to see if anybody would even name names or if mm. you would just like, we would just talk about the product that um, has been brought up <laughs> on this podcast before. Um, but yeah, I, I stay out of that kind of stuff and that's on purpose. Mm. Right. Like I just, I did like my first, even slightly political post on TikTok, and I'm already just a nerve of anxiety cause I just don't want to deal with other humans and their idiosyncrasies and their thoughts and stuff. But it's like the, sometimes I have to say things Mm -hmm. because you know, nobody else is.
2: Yeah. I, I think I'm, I uh, I don't think I'm allowed to put anything political anymore on Instagram or I'll probably lose my account. So probably safe to just, (laughs) so it's probably safe to just be like,
0: man, moving on. I like my Instagram, a religion and political
2: free zone when I can get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
2: exactly. And it's like really, you know, posting stuff like that. It's like, is it really going to change somebody's mind or opinion? No, No, and and being controversial, it usually
1: says more about you, Mm -hmm. right? Like, what are you, 14? Yeah. You're out here like saying controversial stuff. Like, look at me, I'm provocative. No, nobody cares, man. Just literally. Yep. But yeah, anyway, I wanted to bring that one up and have some fun with it. (laughs) <laughs> I I really appreciated it because
0: I, I, I was gonna with 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 withhold or abstain whatever uh, abstain from getting into too 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 deep into it. So I'm glad that you uh, you threw it in there and made me happy.
1: Wow. It's 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 pretty open. We stayed superficial enough. I think we yeah, stayed no, superficial it's... enough that we're not going to like damage anybody's reputation or career, which hopefully is what we do for this entire podcast. Is just stay on that like level where like
0: i think dave's indestructible if that stalker lady couldn't you know break his
1: uh
0: <laughs> his, you know ethics uh, i think i think we're good
1: no <laughs> oh, i bet she tried now have
0: <laughs> have you have you done like you do have you gotten like written statements from the detectives or anything to like do you have like a folder saying that this this lady's batshit crazy here called um... this guy from 10 years ago so like i'm
2: when i talked to the detective about it i just referred them to the other detectives that i knew mm-hmm. and dealt with on gotcha. you know, before so and one of them was uh at that time they've moved on they were like a homeland security agent so i'm like hey you can call so and so and and and, I, and I, they did they verified everything they're like yeah you were in fargo you were on your route you were doing your thing so
4: mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm.
2: they're like we thought it was a pretty crazy story to begin with but we just had to follow up so Oh, yeah, it's definitely
1: good to keep all those phone numbers, all those contacts for oh, sure. Yeah. If you think the Joe Sullivan file is big, wait <laughs> till you see the Shiloh Farmer file.
4: <laughs> it's
1: huge. <laughs> all it's right. Uh, I think we time to get into the last
4: segment. Come yeah.
0: On. So, Big Dave, do you have anything for us this week? We always like to end the podcast with the uh, guests asking the host a couple of things. I know it's one of my favorite segments. I think Joey enjoys it. Gives us a chance to shoot the kid a little bit on our end. So what do you got for us, buddy?
2: Uh I got a couple, 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 couple basic ones, couple. Um number one, either morning or evening workouts. And why? So for me, so if I if I had to pick one, if I had to
0: pick one, like and I had to do it every day, I'd probably go morning. Um what I actually do is I train Sunday mornings and then Tuesday and Thursday, Tuesday and Friday, Tuesday, and Thursday, like two two other days in the evening just because when I get home from work. So I will the most enjoyable training session I always have is the Sunday because it's coming off of a full rest day. And it's just like that's that's my half people over day. Um, But I guess if it's more of like, am I more alert in the morning or in the evening? Like, I think even in the morning, like I, I seldom have a bad workout in the morning, whereas if I try to work out after work, like it's always inferior to just a going into the gym with no stress. Like I would be coming home from work. So I'll go morning, even though I lift in the evening,
1: my ideal sweet spots, probably between 11 and two. Yeah, And that would be um, if I'm off or if I don't have to go in until one or two o'clock, I uh, sleep in a little bit, get up, have something, to eat, relax, spend some time with the kids, go to the gym. But if I am working and I can get out of work early between two or four, I don't like to be in the gym past five o'clock. I have found that it messes my sleep up. It messes up my workout. I start getting anxious about dinner and my wife and the kids and all that. So if that's the case, I just skip that day. Like I just don't, I just don't because I know it's going to be a garbage workout. So my ideal sweet spot. Now there was a time and maybe, um, you know, when I was a little younger, I could get up five, 6 AM and go to the gym before work. I can't do that anymore. I'm too tired. I'm too beat up and I'm too sick. So <laughs> like getting up anything before eight o'clock right now, even before seven, sorry, before seven is hard. I'd like to, but my gym is also directly below my children's room.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. There so you go.
1: maybe if I went to bed, as soon as we're done recording, I could be up at five o'clock and in there, you know, quick fried egg, jump into the gym, but I'd wake up the whole house because tomorrow's dead left day. Right
2: yeah yeah see i i do mine pretty much as soon as i get off work um and i mean i'm usually can get to the gym by three thirty, four o'clock so kind of beat that mad rush which is which is nice then when i'm done boom supper
1: yeah yeah wake up the whole house yelling yeah buddy on every deadlift <laughs> <laughs> so no, uh,
0: that that's something i always have to juggle too like when i get home from work like if i get home at like 4.30, I pretty much have to eat and then train. If I get home at like 3.30, then I try to train and then eat. Because like, I don't know. I just, if it's 7 o'clock and I haven't eaten dinner yet, I'm going to fucking kill somebody. So like, I kind of have to like, just in my head, like, all right, do I need to eat and chill for a half hour and then train and vice versa? That it's always like a, I'm fighting against the clock depending on when I get home from work.
1: It also depends on what I'm doing. Um I don't like to deadlift or squat on an empty stomach. Same. But if yeah. it's an upper body day, just go, man. Like I, for some reason... Because Juggernaut gives me two days a week where it's just bench for multiple, like a high volume bench and bunch of wrap or accessories. And I won't say I treat them like they're easy days, but they're kind of easy days. Right. Because it's just a bunch of bench and then a bunch of accessories. Whereas the other two days are all three lifts and then accessories. And I'm like, no, I'm going to need to eat for that. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to pass out while I'm deadlifting.
2: So are you bo- are you both doing Juggernaut then?
1: Yep.
4: i am I'm not okay.
0: a, I have I have yeah Joey as I have a, I have a coach I've been working with for like the last five years. It just says online programming for me. It's you know it's more than Juggernaut, but it's less than like you know 99 percent of the other people out there are like selling coaching. So I've had a good rapport with him. He comes and handles me at local meets and stuff. So I'm gonna yeah. keep keep riding that train until something else happens. <laughs>
1: I don't like people enough. I've had a couple of people reach out and offer to coach me. And it's just a matter of like, I think we st- actually, I was just thinking about him when we talked to big hot, it's just like the idea that, like I said, like if I get home late from work, I want to go eat. I don't want to suddenly have to call my coach and be like, Oh, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. like I, I'm accountable to me. And I do better if I was accountable to somebody else, maybe, but like, I've got two kids. I've got a full-time job. I like, I drive half an hour both way to and from work. It's just not feasible that I'm going to work out on the days I'm supposed to work out.
2: Yeah. 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 If you have that flexibility you can do what you need to do when, and yeah. Um, And it's weird too, is like, even as a meat director, I see so many people that do have coaches, don't have coaches. And some of them, I sit back and I watch and I'm just like, like, you're going backwards. Like a lot of them have like, Like you, you were, you were doing better before you had a coach and then you went backwards. Like, you know, you lost 50 pounds on your total. It's like, so it's very interesting to see this coaching versus non-coaching, but,
3: um, but that
2: would lead into the second
3: question. Pre-workout meal before you work out or does it depend on the lift? Uh, Yeah, I just answered that
2: yeah so it's like <laughs> um I and mean do, for me for me i mean i i'll I'll do something simple as peanut butter and jelly sandwich and boom out the door kind of thing, so as long as I have
1: something I should probably start considering that. I was buying these power bars for a bit, and I just found them to be a little too i don't know just weird on my teeth um, peanut butter and jelly does sound like a good idea. My preferred is two eggs and half an avocado. Just gets me all the proteins, all the fats, and then then I'll take some nitric oxide, some blitz. There you go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not. A, I can't
0: train on an empty stomach at all. Like I, yeah, I have to have something in me, mean, even if it's a snack. But uh, I said for the most, like I said, I kind of play it by your like on depending on what time I get home from work. It's either like uh, some peanuts or. Bag of protein chips or something, but more often than not. It is a light dinner, and then training, and then like a you know some snacks for bed.
1: Yeah, I f- love dry roasted peanuts. I was at the this get together yep. where you we were talking about like the the snacks and stuff like that, and and dry roasted peanuts. I will eat until you take them away from me, and I will often turn to my wife and say, "You need to take these away from me. My stomach is on fire." But I will eat like a planter's thing. If you don't take them away from me, I will just sit there and eat them for half that bottle. We we I, I can't have those in the house.
0: Everything, when I say nuts for me, it's like I have like the 100 calorie pack of nuts you get from the grocery store that literally yeah. is just like it's like 17 peanuts or, you know, in my case, usually almonds uh, or cashews.
1: Oh, I know everybody talked about how last week I was like, I don't have an addictive personality, but I love <laughs> yeah, idea. But again, it's a thing I could quit easily. And I did by just not having it in the house. But like it's it's not that I'm addicted to peanuts. It's just that they're so delicious, and I won't track mm. how many I'm eating. I'll just sit there and keep going until my stomach goes, "Dude, stop!" And then I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is bad. Honey, take these from me." <laughs> Let's
3: see here. All right, number three. What would be your meat day necessities?
4: Hmm.
3: A handler. Ideally, oh, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no.
1: If you got thoughts, go. I was uh, just going to jump in because you had your druthers going.
0: Uh, yeah. So, like, I, the Lift Hard Live Easy Classic was the first time I hadn't had a hand. Like, so my wife was there and she essentially handled me as best mm-hmm. she could. I mean, like, but I'm, I've am I'm been spoiled enough to have friends like help handle me over for the last, you know, several years to where like I specifically try to have someone there just help load the bar. So I'm not having to worry about like, like, I, I pre, okay. So like, I'll, I'll dumb it down. Something I have to have to meet one thing. It's my 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 cheat sheet that has all my warm ups that I want to take, all my attempt selections. Like my 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 opener is always set in stone. My second, I usually give myself two or three options, and my fourth, I usually give myself like four options. And like I have it all converted out with pounds and kilos, so it's just super fucking easy. You know, yep, that was an RP. You know, whatever. Like I I I can do twenty more pounds. or I can do ten more pounds, and I've got options to pick that. So like basically my my preparation cheat sheet. I couldn't, I would not want to do a meet without that, essentially. Everything else, I could kind of wing it. But if I went into the meet without my list of shit that I wanted, without my numbers pretty much planned out, you know, as granted, everyone gives me shit for that sometimes. It's like, oh, you know, just swing for the fences, go for RP20, you know, maybe, you'll, maybe you'll hit a big PR. And I'm like, okay, I don't like missing lifts. Missing lifts fucks me up. Like... I'd rather go nine for nine and leave 20 pounds on the, the, you know, the, the, the platform, than go six for nine and hit a five pound PR or something like that would piss me off. Like I'd be happy. I'd be more satisfied nine for nine, slightly less total.
1: And that, yeah, that's the biggest difference I think between you and I and our, our view on powerlifting is I'm going into that third one thinking I'm failing. Um, when I, it, it did my last one at the WRPF, I don't know if you know this, Dave, they allow you to do a fourth set. So if you green, yep. if you, if you white light, all of your lifts going in, they'll allow you to do a fourth as long as it's a record. Yep. So when I did the third, uh, my friend, Steve was there, big Steve, you met him at the, at the lift hard live easy. And, hmm. um, he was like, they came up and they're like, do you want to do a fourth? And then I turned to him and I was like, I don't know, man, like. I, I, I just don't know. He's like, you're doing it. He didn't even tell me the weight. Okay. But it was just like, you just just shut up and go lift that up. And I did it. But again, it was just like a matter of, it was only a four pound record, but it's obviously a record meet for me, meet record as we talked about last week. So like, I disagree. I'm going in there to fail a lift. The second, the first and second are to get me on the board. Fantastic. You're still in open powerlifting if you do that but that third should be you literally trying to fail. That third should be you showing up and showing the world how strong you either are or aren't. But that's how I view meets. I understand that there are some people and you know, it's kind of one of the Joe Sullivan things I did like about something, or he was just like with the coach and the hands need to shut up, just shut up and let your lifters do their job. And sometimes that means just going and just not caring about the lights there's one thing I didn't appreciate about any of the meets I did. It were the people that were specifically there to get on the books and you can watch them leave, wait on the bar. They're doing lifts that look like RPE seven or eight yeah. at a meet, but it's just cause I want, I want on the, I just want, I just want to be the white lights. I just want this. I want to be on the podium and I want. there and I was like, no, I'll fail that lift, skip the podium, but no, I tried harder than you, but that's me. Right. Mm. Sorry, dude. go ahead.
2: Yeah. No, no, exactly, I agree with you. I uh I actually have some regrets from my last meet where I went in with the game plan, this is what my numbers were going to be. Um I think yeah, I was plan The plan was a 675 was going to be my second attempt on squats. And I think I opened with like 630 or something like that uh hit it and then i started second guessing myself and i was mm-hmm. like oh my and then i went i went and played safe and i went 650 and i was like well i'll go for that 675 on my third and i was just like so so upset that i did that it still bugs me like i'm the whole i'm gonna do the arnold again just to try and redeem myself from what i did hell yeah it's because I, I i felt like i left i'd left too much like i should have stuck to the game plan went for that bigger number versus playing it safe by 20 pounds having yeah
1: and again everybody's a little different some people want the lights some people want the the glory i would not call myself that i'm not going to war with the bar i think we know that about me oh god
4: (laughs) um
1: uh, but again to answer your question um one thing i found is i don't like to eat during a meat day i've only done (laughs) two meats and one day i brought like a whole lunch and the second one i only brought like some power bars and some hard boiled eggs. And I had mm-hmm. more fun and I was more alert during the lower calorie day. So yeah. I'm going to say a couple hard boiled eggs, just like some protein and a lot of candy to keep my blood sugar up from my, mm-hmm. so my insulin doesn't attack my body. Yep. Um, an energy drink for halfway through the day, uh, preferably 200 milligrams or more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm bringing my own smelling salts going forward. I went through four bottles and they were all dead. Ooh. And I'm going, like, how is anybody getting anything off of this?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. no, no, I definitely bring my own. Yeah, never know what you, you never know what's going to be there. So, and one
1: thing I wish I had brought from the last one, but I didn't, beer. Mm. So everybody else finished their deadlifts, and I was going up for my fourth because you go up after everybody else. Only me and one other guy, and we were both in the same weight class. Went up. By the way, I think I deadlifted out deadlifted him by over 100 pounds um but um everybody else stand there having a beer and i was like oh no <laughs> like i want that i had like a little bit of fireball but i think in the next one i'll bring a cooler a cooler and i'll have um some beer some jaggers and uh some food in it and i think those would be my necessities for for meat day oh and electrolytes don't fuck around <laughs> bring electrolytes Get your supplement. Well, uh,
2: especially if it's as warm as it was, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. That's the one thing I made sure I had in Mm. droves. I was offering it to other people. You got something? electrolytes? You good? You good? You hydrated? You hydrated? Because like, you never. You want to see a muscle tear when it's dried out? I don't. Again,
2: Mm. I've seen a video of it once. Never want to see it again. (laughs) No, isn't that pretty? Um. My necessity would definitely go back to being a handler, having a handler, because I honestly I can't get my ends or sneeze sleeves by, by myself. I, dev- <laughs> I need I, my wife has to help me with that, and that's that that's a whole workout in itself. So
1: yeah, yeah. Luckily, my SPD sleeves are are pretty good. The one I did without a handler, the second one I did with Steve as the handler, but now Steve's lifting with me in the next one, so we're gonna handle each other because where's that meet at? Uh, still in Apex in Burlington. Where's that from me? Uh, actually right near me. So Burlington, Ontario, probably two hour drive from you. I might
0: be able to make it up for you. Help you out. We'll I'll see. let you know. Right. Just um, let me know the data is.
1: Yep. But it's ultimately, yeah, having somebody there to like, look at my lift and go, now nah, you can do more. That I, that was really important. But now we don't know. with Between me and him, are we going to do that for each other? Are we good? <laughs> like, I'm warming up and you're, well, the other way around, because he. He can out bench and bout squat me ridiculous amounts. So, yeah, we'll see. The
0: the, the 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 logistics of that you always struggle with too is you don't know what you might not be on the same flight. I'm assuming he's he's bigger than you, right? He's yeah. like so. You know, depending on where the cutoff is of how many flights there are, it's like that. I I've seen it bite people in the ass where like 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 i've got some like husband wife boyfriend girlfriend couples that like do meets together and like their plans to help handle each other but then it's like they're short chain like they're having to run out lift off when they should be taking their last fucking squat warm-up or their last bench warm-up because
2: they're you know yeah see and i i get a lot of those too you know couples and you know that people want to do that and i if, if they ask and like let me know beforehand I'll, I'll make those adjustments with the flight so they can do that too. So,
1: oh, that's good. We're gonna, I think Sandy's coming with us on the next one, which is Steve's wife. And, um, I think she's gonna be there to kind of at least do the hard work where, like, you know, you're in your deadlift shoes, so you can't go outside. So somebody has to go grab something for you. Um, we'll see how well she can kind of measure the lifts. Um, but we'll see. I think my wife might even be at that one. Okay. Cool. Yeah, because that's actually, fun story, my birthday weekend. Um, So I will actually be booking off the entire weekend and then getting a hotel in the city near the powerlifting meet so that she can come and go as she pleases.
0: Yeah, that helps for sure. And
1: then I can mm-hmm. go and party directly after the powerlifting meet without having to worry about how I'm getting home.
3: Yep. <laughs> Any other
1: questions? Um
2: yeah uh number four what is the one song you listen to before attempting a pr or before stepping on the platform
3: honestly i don't like i don't listen to my own music at a meet
0: but if i did it'd be uh like there's i basically like my pr song in the gym is uh uncle lucius i think it's lucius lucius uh keep the wolves away uh it's a very country song but it was like it was on kind of throwback to last week it was one of the songs from an episode on uh, shit i can't think of that what's the jesus uh what's the western show yeah uh, i can't yellowstone yeah yeah where, where where they they killed off one of the characters they took him to the train st- it was it was a song they were playing on the truck ride so the first time they went to the train station so that song just always kind of hit hard to me uh, you know, uh so as goofy and weird as a song that is, it's just it really it's like a really heavy bass country song and it just hits hard for me every time. So my friend, know if I if I turn that on in the basement and like crank up the the volume, because usually we have like like normal listening volume is like 40 and then like 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 40 out of whatever. And it's like if you're going for a heavy set, you can turn it up, but if not like goes back to 40.
1: I generally just tend to go with what I'm feeling. Uh, if you looked at my playlist right now, like I've got some um, EDM, I've got slaughter to prevail, which is, um, you know, death I've got the theme from John wick. Um, I've got some Wu Tang, right? It just generally is how I'm feeling at the time. The most consistent is two of them. Uh, and it would probably be welcome back. Oh, sleeping, uh, let me get the whole name. Oh, Sleeping Dreamer by Lorna Shore. It has a minute and 30 long setup, and then it just kicks in with probably the heaviest deathcore I've ever heard in my life. Uh, then the other one is a song called um, I'm going to butcher this, and I'm sorry to all my Norwegian friends, Uh, uh It is a song by Wardruna called okay. It Refers to the Healing Mountain, and it is legitimately just chanting and drums. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do find if the mood I'm in requires that adrenaline, then I go for the death core, but a lot of the time the mood I'm in requires center breathing, relaxing calming down, I'll go with the leafyberg
2: interesting interesting Um, I'm neither slipknot anything basically Uh, the other one that always always comes back is Johnny pool bodies. Oh yeah, that that that's that's that's
0: in like my top five for PR songs.
1: Yeah. It's tough to beat that mm-hmm. one. That one kicks in right away with that initial mm-hmm. scream. And so yeah. if that's interesting, because that initial scream there, the whispering to that, give that one I'm yep. talking about. That uh I mean you might not like Deathcore, but give it like the first two minutes of the song. Yeah. And then you can hear what I'm talking about when he comes in with that initial because it's all operatic or not operatic, it's like orchestral. And then it kicks in and it does the same thing where it just kicks in as hard as it possibly can. Sure. And the guy, the singer from Lorna shore is essentially a demon in a 20 year old body. The sounds and voices he can do. They've actually put cameras up his nose and to look down at his throat to find out like, how do you do that? That's almost impossible.
4: Really?
1: Yeah. And he's just huh. like, I do it for fun. It's insane. Oh, and I also got uh, in here ditch by Lamb of God. The, okay. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, the message to that song as well as the delivery. I've um, mm-hmm. always really liked. Hell yeah, Slipknot. Hell yeah. Tough to beat. Tough to beat.
2: Yeah. Uh, one last one. I know you guys were talking about Marvel on sh- uh, one of the other shows. If you could be one character
3: for Marvel Universe, who would it be?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Wolverine easy for me
1: easy uh, the 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 healing has always been attractive to me uh, the immortality is not that attractive um, and the sadness that comes with it when he's really well written he's really well written when he is not well written he is in every fucking comic book on the shelf Deadpool once described him as having the superpower to appear in every available storyline um but like he just he can't be poisoned the stuff that he's been through i just love Wolverine, and just i also have suffered through anger issues in the past and really related to having to pull those in like he does sometimes
0: i think i'm gonna go with so my my brothers on this would be I want to go with someone that technically doesn't necessarily have superpowers. So then it doesn't necessarily like alter my entire life. Like, I don't want to be the fucking Hulk and like kill my wife accidentally when I Hulk out in the middle of the night <laughs> and I wake up. So, like, I guess that leads me to like Hawkeye, I guess. Okay. I mean, the, the archery thing would be cool and like to have a skill. Cause then like, I don't know how you could really, how that would I mean. I guess you could, could, could compete in that at the Olympics or something, but like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm going to go with the basic answer. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want my life to be altered by being a mutant. So I think if I had to pick to be a mutant, I'd have to think about it, but I'm going to cop out and just pick a, a human with super abilities. What about you, Dave? What would you be?
3: Thanos hands down.
2: Oh yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I guess I, there's, there's just so much to the character that people don't look at. Well, Thanos comic book, Thanos or movie Thanos.
3: Um,
2: A little both, but go Just go into the movie. The fact of him wiping out half of the world to save the other half comes true. Because once you watch, what is it? It's in the Eternals that once once there's so, so much population, destroys everything. So he could have saved everything.
3: All right. See, no one looks at that. Yeah, I didn't think it was overly evil to snap your
0: fingers and save the universe by... Thin in the herd but i
3: I guess most people did
1: but apparently apparently it's a little frowned upon (laughs) it is probably pretty i mean i mean genghis khan said the same thing i will i will make um i will make mongols act right even if i have to kill half of them in the process and i mean if that's who you're looking up to Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) marco polo underrated
1: (laughs) i've I actually love Genghis Khan, not like for what he did, but just the entire history. It's if there's one historical figure I had to like read the most about, it was him because yeah. he did so much terrible, terrible stuff. <laughs> and then he also like created the postal system. Like he couldn't read, but made sure all of his kids could. Like there were just aspects of the dude that, you know, if you like Thanos, you'd probably like him,
4: to be honest. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You know, oh man, I don't know how
3: I didn't bring it up. Trailer Park, Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. Pan? Yeah. Overrated? Uh probably
1: unpaid for me. Um. Yeah. I don't know how well to tell this story. Um, so the first time I ever saw the trailer park boys, um, I was messed up on mushrooms. <laughs> and I came yeah. home. And I came into the bedroom and I was walking like I was in space because I didn't want anybody to hear me, which apparently meant giant steps because the carpet was red and red is Mars. And then I turned on the TV because I was like, that'll help cop me down. And it was Charlie Park Boys. And yeah. um, obviously your perception of that moment is going to reflect the perception of everything else. Um, so I've never really been able to get back into them. Because okay. that was my first experience. Uh, there are episodes I love, the con- Conky episode, God, incredible. But then there's other stuff too. I just I find it a bit cringe humor, and I think we've established on this on uh, this podcast I don't really enjoy cringe humor in that sense. Or we're, we're watching other people go through something I don't want to go through, isn't funny to me. And so I've kind of just realized it's. It's not my style. It'll also shock you to find out I don't like Seinfeld. I don't think Seinfeld is funny in any way, shape, or form. Um, references to Seinfeld make me laugh, but the actual show pretty much deadpans me. I, I don't find it that funny.
0: I feel like as popular as Seinfeld is, that's not an uncommon like there's a lot of people I think that yeah. like Seinfeld Seinfeld.
1: Yeah. And it's not one of those ones that I think is a bad show. I think we've talked about shows where I've said are bad, <clears throat> Big Bang Theory and Friends. Those are legitimately bad TV shows that when somebody likes them, I immediately judge their sense of humor. Whereas Seinfeld, I'm like, we'll probably get along, but like, I'm not going to enjoy that show with you.
2: Did, you. did you ever watch anything like Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David?
1: More cringe humor, actually um no i yeah
2: i I like i like curb so much better than
0: seinfeld
1: yeah no and i it was it was again somebody going through awkward moments that i'm supposed to find funny i never just did but again it's it's, that's not a level where i'm just like that's a bad show i can just say i did not it was not to my tastes
2: As the older i get I, i really relate with larry david
3: in that
1: show
0: Hundred percent same. Like I feel like I am Larry David most days when I wake up. I'm like I like eighty percent of the things that he's bitched about or had an opinion about. I'm like yeah, I I can I agree with some. And I'm <laughs> just you know it goes back to what last week we were, we were talking about, just having uh, strong opinions about meaningless things. I'm like yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I'm pretty good at that.
1: Yeah, again, like I said, that's why I, I wouldn't say it's a bad show. It just wasn't to my taste.
2: Okay, so go back to Trailer Park Boys. Okay, I, I don't know much. Sure, which episode it was. I was listening to. But you said, worst case, Ontario. Yep. <laughs> so I wasn't sure. Is that a real saying? Or was that is that a trailer park thing? Because that, that's where I heard it from. So I thought it was just a trailer park thing.
1: I actually think I heard it on TikTok. But I okay. might have also heard it in Shorzy. So it is definitely oh. a saying. And remember okay. that trailer park boys aren't from Ontario. They're from out east. They're from actually where Skance is right now. Mm-hmm. Out in New Brunswick and Halifax in that area. Yeah. Uh, that he's out in the Scotia's. Uh, but i am it might have been Letterkenny or Shoresy. I want to say it was Shoresy for sure, though.
2: Okay. Yeah. Cause I, that, what, when I heard that, I was just like, oh my God. Cause I, I've used that just jokingly so many random times. And what that's great. Cause nobody from where you're from get it. <laughs> no, <laughs> they don't.
1: You no, know. exactly. So. It's definitely one of the things that just sneaks into me. Even at work, I'll say it, and I'm dealing with clients, and they're just looking at me, and it's like, yeah, I said it. Just move on. Like, move on. <laughs> I said worst case Ontario. Well, I think that about wraps us up for the day. Yeah, that's what
0: I. That's all I had. I guess I was just trying to look up. I could have swore there was a new a new season of Shorey coming out. Yeah. and I was trying to see the date, and I was. Like,
1: it's on a date that ends in nine of September, so it's either the nineteenth or the 29th
0: word so i think that we're both really big fans of that we'd actually have like a little like two minute segment each week as those come out and just shoot the shit about the previous episode i'm
1: There's down to no talk about shorzy all day
0: absolutely because hot take i think shorzy better than letter kenny all day like i will i will go to my grave feeling that way i just i enjoy watching shorzy more than letter kenny
1: it has more of a um storyline yeah whereas letter kenny is kind of just sporadic. So I can see why people enjoy that more. But I think that letter Kenny has made me laugh full belly laugh, like have to pause it. Cause I'm crying, <laughs> especially the, the Canada goose episode. So if you're watching this or if you're listening to this and you've never watched letter Kenny, I want to say it's like season two, episode three, just find the Canada goose episode of letter Kenny. And you'll see pretty much my sense of humor. Speaking of me, I have been big Joey. um, you can find me at Joey underscore Molescope on Instagram. Don't look me up on TikTok. You can use my code liftbearded on Obsidian Ammonia, or you can use our code, which I encourage you to use unpaid. Uh, and uh, tell me uh, where, you are, where you guys are at.
0: Um, Big Keith on Instagram, KeithHoneyCut73. Go follow my orange gem, the no wine cellar. What
2: about you, Big Dave? Uh, Instagram, the Dave31. Uh also Stenzel powerlifting and XPC Midwest for Instagram. Nice. Well,
0: with that, everyone, this was another two. I I'm without doing the math. I think like uh, Joey said, we're gonna be just under two and a half hours. So now is that guys... do, without
1: doing the math or the <laughs> big math? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, this guy keeps trying to correct my math in the in the Discord, big mat. Anyway, he's scheduled for next week. We'll get him on.
3: Yep, one of these days. Uh, Well, until then, boys, go ahead and uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. (laughs)